yogurt here. I'm ready. <laughs> and it's, it's a go. Let me live that one. No, it's it is not a gogurt. Who even are you? Are gogurts still a thing? Yeah. Frozen oh damn, you guys are daily. old as shit. So you never had the experience as a child. You you jump on them. You put it on the ground and you jump on it. it squirts out everywhere. Mm. This was the no. shit back in elementary school. I promise you. I'm sure my girl. I'm glad to think that, that the billions of them that I bought went to a good cause. Waste. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They. Uh, yeah. Damn. Gogurt really transcends generations. <laughs> That's not an important thing to start with. No. <laughs> Should I start <laughs> the episode? <laughs> <laughs> Already started. All right. Well, here we go. Hello and welcome to a spooky Halloween episode of the oh Knife Nuts God. podcast. Nope. Yeah, we're using that. Man, but, what the fuck? But let me say this. It's not that spooky at all. We're just, it isn't. Well, technically it could be scary because we're answering questions from Reddit. Yes. That's a good point. These could be terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Also, there may be a surprise at the end of this episode. So, uh, you know, keep listening. I don't know what that means, but okay. You know the thing. Nope. Yes, Still you do. Know. Oh, okay. Sure. Yes. Jesus the thing. Christ. Okay. Bird. I don't know. We're, this is very coded. Yeah, it's supposed to be coded. Yeah, okay. but this is this is the spooky Halloween episode where we answer questions from Reddit. Yes. Um, special shout out to uh, Adam. Uh, I think he's aw dot blades dot blades on yeah. Instagram for uh, moderating our subreddit because we have a subreddit now. You can go. If you to guys it. are on the Reddit. You can you can subscribe to the Reddit. Reddit.com backslash r backslash knife nuts podcast. This all sounds like Chinese to me. Yeah, it's okay, Brian. Dude, we'll we'll take care of this are, one. <laughs> those are forward slashes, not backslashes. Where are did those, you get no. backslash from? Those are those are forward slashes. Yeah. I can never remember which slash is which. It, I'm a terrible programmer. The top the top point is. Oh, one leans forward and one leans direction. Back. So no one ever uses backslashes. The useless one above enter. Right. What the fuck? You're gonna need to cut this whole part out of this because this is already terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, no, you're not gonna do. These that. are the standards people expect. Uh, but I do want to do some housekeeping before we begin because honestly, this is gonna be a jam-packed show. Jam-packed. We have we have a lot of lot of questions what, that will require a lot of detailed answers, and we have given. Almost zero forethought into oh, I haven't looked at these what, at all. We're, what we're going to yeah, answer. I, so, I've never seen them, so I hope there's not too many directed at me. <laughs> there's definitely some directed at you, actually. One or two, one or two. But I don't think you have a problem answering them. Uh, one thing I want to address is on the last episode, uh, I had some uh, questionable things to say about rotten design. Uh, <laughs> the apology uh, tour starts. It's not, you know, you know here's the back. thing. Here's the thing. He was cool enough to hit me up and explain himself, you know, explain everything that was going on. And after doing some research and seeing what he, uh, you know, there are cer certain orders of operations that I didn't necessar necessarily agree with the way he was doing business. But I understand that unforeseen circumstances lead you to en end up doing things that you don't normally plan on. But like car accidents, like car accidents. Right. Yeah. And I know I we know about that. That was not something, you know. We all knew that that happened, and, and we wish him a speedy recovery if he hasn't already. But what I'm trying to say is is that the, the lengths that he took to uh, sort of repair any sort of ill will that may he may have garnered because of the 
money he took from people's books. He's re- he's been delivering knives at a steady pace since he's recovered from the car accident. And here's the thing. This is the thing that really uh, uh, sealed the deal for me. Uh, you, we talked about the uh, the production knife that he has coming through uh, Custom Knife Factory. Uh, he actually sent an email to everyone that was on his books for the past two years and said if they would like to, they can put the money that they've put they gave to him as a deposit and put that towards the production knife if they choose to. So honestly, I think that's a pretty good way to handle it. Um, I understand that you know his uh, popularity grew at a pace that he probably couldn't keep up with. And this is a good way to make reparations with everybody as well. Uh, he sent the email. It was very sincere, and he posted it on his uh, Instagram. So if if you were on his books and you and you made a deposit, I would reach out to him. Uh, he seems pretty open about the whole thing. So the way that ass-kissing sounds is you have one on the way. Hell no. <laughs> I do not. This is going to make sense in a second, I promise. I forgot how long the intro is on this song. God damn, just start the song. My joke is... All right. Hold this on. Is, this I is promise the, worst. the payoff. Hold on. Oh, wait. We're going to get a copyright strike for this shit. It's worth it. Wow. This is a real... Oh, my God. We're never going to get to it. Okay, Michael Jackson, just come in. Wow. That joke is ruined. You killed it. <sighs> and joke's yeah. been ruined since three seconds after it started. It's supposed to be dancing. Well, look. we I don't go you, back on a lot. You're real dancing. You're the, dancing the, here. The, ah. The point is, is that I have I don't really go back on much of anything I've said since we started this podcast, but I felt that I needed to say. Wait till next episode when we talk about how great Gareth Bull is. Yeah, don't don't bet on that. (laughs) Uh, Fair. Okay. Um. Anyone get it? Did you get anything new, Dave? I know you did. I did get some knives. Yes, I did. Uh, I got the CQI Capara, which is awesome, and they totally fixed it, and now it's such a fantastic knife. Uh, everyone's doing a disservice by not getting one if you think the S30V is turning you off. It's what's awesome. Very, what's so odd about it is it, I think this is the first time I've gone from absolutely despising a knife to loving it. Yeah, it just ruined it. Like, the the action was just like, it, it just took so much of the enthusiasm out, and then they fixed it, and now it just, it feels so much more expensive now. It, or it more feels, worth the money, really. It feels very good. Yeah. So it, that one's awesome. I'm really, really happy with that. I've been carrying that a lot. And then I guess I got some kitchen knives, but... Those aren't super interesting. The ones that say try me on the box. <laughs> yeah, so I'd like to say that Shun has a pairing knife where on the front of the box it says try me with an exclamation mark. As if you're supposed to go into the store, take it out of the package, and just start waving it around like a fucking wand and you're a wizard? Like, what are you supposed to do with this? Try maybe, me? <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's to show that they have such a good warranty and then you're, if you're, you know, dissatisfied with the performance of your, of your Shun kitchen knife. You get a full money back guarantee. It's a very strange concept. It's I got a the... way. It's a re- weird way to do it on a knife. I gotta say. Yeah, and then I got a, a Shun Classic Kiritsuke in six inches, which uh, is not very interesting because kitchen knives aren't interesting for some reason. Uh, except the Bowie Chef. Yes, uh, the Kickstarter goes live in like a week or yeah, something. I'm really looking excited. forward to that one. I think uh, hopefully my girlfriend doesn't listen to this. I might get her one for Christmas because it looks awesome. Oh, wait. It's not going to be delivered by Christmas. I Never didn't know mind. you had a new... Is it the same girlfriend or is it the same girlfriend? Newer. Oh, congratulations. But, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so unnamed, I, I presume. Yeah. Same name. You have to, what was it, Rachel? Just all <laughs> no, called there Rachel's was no name. Rachel's. It's a Karen. <laughs> no Karens. Uh, but <laughs> I, I realize that that's... Now all your girlfriends are just called Rachel. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, you get you a know, new that's Rachel. Fine. Uh, I don't think the, the Bowie Chef is going to be delivered in time for Christmas, now that I think about it. <laughs> if the uh, Kickstarter is going live honestly, in November. Honestly, yeah, probably not. But they are pretty far ahead with with their production stuff. So it's under the Mattia Barani uh, brand name, but it's a subsidiary. Uh, or it's, I don't know if it's a subsidiary or a separate band, brand created by Bag Knives. Uh, the profile, the very dramatic black and white profile shots of them are really funny on the Kickstarter. Oh, my gosh, yes. It's, I, uh, it's a little too much. <laughs> Uh, well, I was actually sent uh, the the promo video that will be going up on the Kickstarter. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's honestly really nice. Oh, okay, I, I, I kind of liked it. So, I uh, are they doing that herringbone Damascus thing for the production ones? They're doing the Could... clad Damascus, the VG10. Ah, yeah. uh, with, with the uh, clad Damascus. It's really weird with kitchen knives. I know we're not a kitchen knife podcast, but. There, you really don't have to worry about steels because like ninety nine percent of kitchen knives are VG ten. You yeah, really don't have an it's option. It's really like the gold standard. Yeah, you, know? you have no options essentially. I have a set of uh, custom. Well, it's not. A yeah, set, unless a, unless a you get into knife. custom stuff. I have a chef's knife and a uh, and a pairing yeah. knife done by DB DCB Customs. Uh, yeah, those are nice. A, yeah, they're very nice, and they're by uh, they're in AEBL, which I've really really liked as a kitchen cutlery steel. Yeah, I uh. I, I've just had a, a Miyabi Kaizen, which is VG10 Damascus, like all the lower-end Japanese stuff is. I've been happy with it, but yeah, I finally had to get a paring knife because it was getting a little ridiculous using an 8-inch chef's knife for paring knife tasks. I do want to... Honestly, I like kitchen cutlery, um, and I have a friend who has a show on uh, Food Network right now called... Uh, what, oh my gosh, what's it called? Is it Chef Brian Duffy? It's Chef Brian Duffy. Of uh, Bar but, Rescue fame. <laughs> Bar Rescue. He was on Bar Rescue, but his new show is called... Oh my God. Opening Night. Uh, it's really good, actually. And uh, he's an amazing chef. He's a really cool guy. He's into knives. Uh, give him a follow if you if you can on Instagram. It's uh, Chef Brian Duffy. Yeah. There is some validity to this conversation because I think the vast majority of people use kitchen knives more frequently than they use pocket Absolutely. knives. And people have such shitty kitchen knives and take such bad care of them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely mind-blowing how bad Throw like, them your in average kitchen is. Oh, my oh. God. It's unbelievable. Going to other people's houses and having to cook is it's terrible. But Every we'll knife say... I own is thrown in one big drawer, and they're all fucked up. They're all serrated at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, but you could fix that if you wanted to, because you know but how I to sharpen don't. knives. And yeah. ne- he's never gonna. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's really funny how badly people treat kitchen knives even though they get used so often um my, but, my kitchen's kind of a mixed bag i have some crap and then i actually have a few half decent knives that i take care of and then the, of course there's the panda express that i use for <laughs> splitting carcasses in half and I, mean, I can send you i've been meaning to send you the uh, martyr knife back you can turn that oh, one yeah, into a little kitchen a utility idea. thin out the grind a little bit on the grinder <laughs> now so, now that you don't have to hand good. file it yeah, no, I I couldn't go back and and machine grind that now after all that. That's true. Then needs to be put in a museum. <laughs> yes. Well, it's just gonna go on my wall of shame and regret. <laughs> Although it turned out okay, it just took a lot of whatever muscle yeah. spasms. <laughs> Did you get anything Move new? Move on. Uh, I have a small handful of Levon's knives here. Um. Oh. From the last time he was here, and we did a needle bearing upgrade. Oh yeah, I'm glad oh, that's, that's the first cool. topic. Yeah, I want to hear about up. that. I want to talk about needle bearings for an hour or two. <laughs> Please. 
You know what's funny well, is my force. Just... Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna say that we got that. I have that zero four seventy ZT. Yeah, I had a custom two custom scales. I guess they're inlays. Two custom inlays, and a set of custom roller uh, needle bearings, which are still called roller bearings according to Shira Gorov. So yep. Well, they're kind of they're all roller bearings. It's just less specific than saying roller needle or roller ball. Whatever. Yeah. So they're the ones that look like little rolling pins. Yeah. Either way, uh, he had those custom. We had those custom made, brought over, and uh, Jake assembled them into said 0470. And there is a difference. You know, <laughs> it's it's there, but it's. I mean, is it? Should you go out and do this? Eh, only if you're insane like us. Yes, don't, I can't even. Don't get even the smallest piece of grit in there. <laughs> Are they really bad with that, Ryan? Horrible. Where hmm. where might Levon find grit, Brian? <laughs> Especially for that <laughs> knife, particular. It has to be. How many knives would I have had to say no to before I ended up on that one? <laughs> yeah, that thing will be you fine. Know? It's a safe queen. Yeah. I uh, my four seventy. I think I should actually send it to ZC since I'm you know like I don't carry it super often. That one mine's like off center and does not have a fantastic D10. It's probably my, the least impressive ZT I've gotten. I've had it for a while, but I don't know. It just never really kind of worked out for me. I don't know what the D10 is like on yours, but mine is kind of eh. it's it, got a small it, flipper. It, yeah, it's one of your so I get why they did it. it, it it's you. light. Yeah, uh, to say the least. But I also uh, got a real Shurigorov in the mail. Uh, okay. I got, I got the the Mayo. Uh, oh God, yeah, that thing is so cool. The, the Doctor Death. Death Arctic, which is, I mean, I love it. I'm it's keeping like it. it's one of the best uses of silver twill in the past decade. Yeah, with the Damasteel and stuff custom. like that. It's snow themed. <laughs> you guys also don't know this, but yesterday I bought another Shirogorov. Oh Christ! Did you buy the uh, what was that? The F7 that you had? Uh, God no. <laughs> oh, I oh, that was a custom. Yeah, that's not even a custom division. That's that's a, a an actual Sergei Shirogoro. Oh no, custom. yes, you'd, you'd have to mortgage your house. Correct. So that didn't happen. But thank you to to Matt for sending that to us. Jesus uh, Christ, to me, and for Jake got to see it, and it is a a thing to behold. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I bought uh, Matt was actually at the California Custom Knife Show this past weekend. Um, and it's actually still going on. I think today's the last day. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. As at the time of recording, and they had a special Halloween edition, uh, one eleven. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's and, a no brainer. And I was like, come on, absolutely. So I said, I said, Matt, can you go over to the Shiro to the Recon One booth and snag one of those for me? And he did, and it's cool. It's it's orange and black G ten, but it's the coolest use of orange and black G ten I've ever seen. And it has uh, bronzed accents, and it comes with a, a bead, <laughs> one of the Shirogorov pivot beads with a pumpkin, oh, okay. a, jack, a jack-o'-lantern. That's worth the $8,000 uh, alone. Yeah, right, exactly. No, I... <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> Jesus. It wasn't, it wasn't quite $8,000. No, I, I imagine not. S- send that one to me, because I haven't seen it. Absolutely, let me do that. That is, uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, we've said it before that we're suckers for halloween theme knives. So. Uh, let's see. What else did I get? I got a new Carol. Uh, yeah, no, you would talk about that. Can we talk about on the last one? Okay. Yeah. I I also got uh, the a groundbreakingly uh, brand new Benchmade. Uh, oh, the Contigo. It actually. Oh, I got the Contigo. Yeah, but that's still Contigo. sitting at Jake's because in it's the right true in 
yeah. the true Benchmade fashion. It's it terrible. Came, it came so off center. <laughs> I, I you can't. I, it's inf- unfathomable how how off center this thing is. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's a cool knife. It's one hundred forty bucks. It's, it's very of its era. Yeah. Uh, but I also did get. Oh my uh, God, it's so awesome. That's like buying a three seventy Z in two thousand twenty. Exactly, and you can still do that. Exactly, that's the crazy thing. Or maybe a forerunner. Just a, a only less co- only the forerunner is cool. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that is from post, another era. You're gonna have to put a picture of this, a link to a picture of this in the show notes. Wait until you see how off center it is. It's, I'm it's very really excited to, to see how off center right this now. is. It's I couldn't even carry it. Than you're so thinking. Is it rubbing? Is it that bad, or is it just like on the verge of rubbing? It's on the verge. Jesus. Yeah, there you. I don't even think you could slide a piece of paper in there. So if it's not rubbing, it will. So it's got Before those. Before it's even broken in, it'll be rubbing. It's mm-hmm. got those Shark Knife Co. Uh, tolerances, except for not <laughs> Only intentionally. <laughs> it's got half the yep. tolerances. Yep. So I also got the a Protec TR3. It's one of the custom ones. It's hand ground. It has the uh, mirror polished DLC blade, and Protec actually sent along a Black Mother of Pearl button. I can't believe that's only a three hundred fifty dollars knife. It looks it's, so cool. It's it's amazing. It's it's freaking awesome. I don't. I, there's very few cooler knives at that price point. Protec is doing very good things lately. People really like the uh, Mordax. Yeah. Collaboration heard, that they did, and now this. I haven't got a chance to play with that yet, but I heard it's really nice. <laughs> yep, that's really off center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she just passed along a photo. It is where the grind towards the tip starts, where the distal taper starts. It is like. A micron away from the, yeah. the liner. Yes, it is. I literally opened the box, looked at it, and sent a picture, picture to the group when it came. Just Remember? What's, oh. what's weird is it's off-center towards the lock. Yes, exactly. Normally and there's nothing... The other it's way. an axis. So it's an axis so lock. The there's lock, nothing... There's, there no, no, there's, nothing uh, there's yeah. no lock side. There's nothing putting pressure on it, so how the fuck no, is it No, it's just center? that off. Yeah, uh-huh. there's no pressure. It's just that It's just bad. What the fuck? I want does do you think the advanced knife bro knows that he made it to the soundboard? I think I told him because I love oh. I love that quote so much and it's very applicable here. I don't even understand and Jake, this is not a cue for you to tell me about the engineering things that are causing this to be so off center. Mm-hmm. But fuck, man, how do you make a knife that off center that doesn't have any pressure being applied in either direction? Uh, yeah, that would that would be more Brian's place than mine. Oh, okay. I want to talk about. Uh, other knife? Do you guys ever carry like a second knife in your watch pocket on your jeans? Uh, I carried the Black Star for a really long time. Okay, yeah, exactly. Same. The Black Star is a great example. That is a wonderful watch pocket knife. Yeah. So I've gotten two in the past uh, couple weeks that I've really enjoyed. Uh, one is the Kershaw Launch 10, which is the little uh, hawkbill thing. Oh, yeah, the little claw. Oh, I love that thing. It's amazing. Uh, two, I got the Real Steel Luna. Which is very which, nice looking. I have to tell you, I think it's my favorite production slip joint. It's, is that titanium? It is titanium. Yeah, it's, it's very nice. And it is uncharacteristic. Um, I guess it's uh, Jacob from Poltergeist Works. doesn't really yeah. look like his other designs. but it's No, cool. it has almost like a, a, Russian fi- a Russified uh, Puko look to it. Yeah, I think because everyone said it looks like the Pero, the Chirgar of Pero. I mean, it does. It does sink, look Sinkovichy, but yeah, uh, that's not a but bad it's thing. Not a bad thing. The thing is super thin behind the edge, uh, and it is really nice to use and carry. How much and are they I selling think, those for? Like a hundred and nineteen dollars. Eh, what's the steel? 
Uh, it is N690. Interesting. It's mm-hmm. kind of in the Italian sort I of did, I actually, range. I was suspicious. So I actually emailed um, uh, the Real Steel rep that, that I deal with. And they're really cool, by the way. They'll answer anything you want. So <laughs> I was like, so just out of curiosity, I noticed that this particular model is an N690. And usually the only thing that the Italians are good at is making slip joints. I was yes, wondering I if... I see the, the dots connecting. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys outsource this at all. It's like, no, nah, it's in the same factory. We we have a uh, relationship with Bowler and Carpenter. So that's who uh, gives they get their steels from. Oh. So it's made in the same factory as all the other real steels. Ah, okay. I, I would have guessed that it was made in Italy as well. But it's, it's exceptionally good. <laughs> it is nice. I don't know. I mean, how. it's very, very good. So maybe it is, you know, it's definitely not Italy. <laughs> it is It is nice, though. Uh, I uh, don't think I'll be buying any $120 slip joints anytime soon since I have, like, you know, one and that's sufficient for me. But They're, uh, it's cool if I'll, you're into I'll, that. I'll send it to you to check out. It's the, the, other one, the other thing is that there will be a carbon fiber version that will be exclusive to Blade HQ. Oh, that's going to be nice. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I got anything else in that was too interesting except the... Uh, the Steel Wheel it? Knives Guiana, which is an, a large thumb stud opening knife. It's really, really good. I like that design. That's yeah. cool. They've, they've come out with a lot of good VG10. I'm not VG10. G10 D2 knives recently. Mm-hmm. Did you get uh, anything from Custom Knife Factory and leave it at my house? I, yeah, I, I got that. That was a long time ago. We talked about oh, that. Oh, was it? All right. Yeah. Sorry. Never mind. No, that's, that's okay. Uh, he was talking about the uh, the tough knives switch uh, switch yeah you've had that one for uh the progeny 2 looks really cool yeah that's what my next thing was going to be so i did get the prototype of uh the a purpose blades progeny v2 um i think i like it more than the original one i am looking at it now and i think i also agree yeah, it's bigger I, it's a little longer it's it's a, i think it's i didn't get a chance to weigh it yet but i think it's actually a little lighter um <laughs> it's insanely light yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a nested liner lock on full full uh, carbon fiber scales. Like, it's very believable. Uh, but, you know, the added length, it also has thumb studs, too. You know? um, there will be a knife nuts version of this. Naturally. Well, we didn't do a knife nuts version of the Zerks, which I think the pre-orders closed on uh, last week. That knife is spectacular. If you didn't get in on that, you missed out because that knife is freaking awesome. It looks really uh, good. Yeah, it's a... Uh, very conservative looking Persian knife. Yeah. Uh, but the, the V2, I, we haven't landed on any uh, material choices or any features of what the Knife Nuts version will be. But uh, at this time, it looks like there will be one. Is that Best Tech again? Yeah, that one is Best Tech. Okay. The, the, uh, pro, uh, the uh, what's it called? The Zerks. <laughs> the Zerks is a is Wii. Wii. Yeah. Wii, right. Cool. I'm looking yep. forward to that. Yeah. Yep. They, the version 2 looks cool. Uh, the other things that uh, we alluded to in the last episode that have uh, materialized are the micro evos. Yeah, Brian, you, you didn't ask me a question. You said a statement. Yes, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> that is true. They, they I figured didn't materialize. Would, I figured that would be a, a trigger. You know, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Either way, they arrived. The boner sound. The micro. What's the boner so- sound? The the boing oing 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 oing. Boing Yeah, when you when you mention one of Brian's knives, he makes the sound. Starting now. Okay. 
Uh, but they are very good. Uh, we I sent them out to a couple of the YouTubers to check out. Um, and I also got the finally got my hands on the Void prototypes, and they have exceeded my expectations. I am not surprised by that. They look awesome. Super, super, super nice. I'm yeah. very excited by those. I, I think, Brian, we need to talk about the, the arch nemesis that you're doing with the basket weave engraving on the, on the blade itself. That is the craziest shit I've ever seen on a knife. Mm-hmm. It's it truly is. insane. Like, next level insanity. It's a big pain in the ass, I'll tell you that. Not that it's hard. I mean, obviously, I have to do just like I do with the frames. I got to draw all those little squares and figure out tool paths, what directions, and all that stuff. But it's just, you know, I'm doing it on a hardened blade. So it's it's tough on tools. You know, the sixteenth little sixteenth inch ball mills don't do that much on. You know, I don't think you need to do many of them, but it looks so fucking cool. <laughs> like I just can't get over it. Yeah, yeah when, you, when I was impressed uh, when you had sent me the pictures of it going through the mill, I was like, uh, I don't know, it could go either way. But when you showed it in the frame, I was like, okay, yeah, that looks amazing. And it, even in pictures, it doesn't really do it any justice. It looks much better in person. Yeah, because people have done, like, rough machine blades with, like, large striations, which is uh, never really looks that good. But this is extremely subtle because it's tiny, the detail. Mm-hmm. So you kind of miss it if, you look, if you're not looking closely. As if anyone's going to cut, cut anything with that. Oh, right? my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it literally takes, like, four hours per side to do that oh, blade. shit. Have you Jeez. sold any of those ones yet? Unfortunately, I mean, yes. I made four of them. Um, they're all sold, but I've been trying to get away from these and move on to the next knife and people keep dragging me back in and I can now I'm making more and more and more. It's hard to say no when people are buying $2,000. I was going to say, are people, are people offering a, a reasonable amount of money for that increase in machining time? Um, yes. Um, not that they're offering. Uh, it's, it's, it is what it is. You, you, you either pay that extra money or you don't, you know, it's, 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 I just want to make sure uh, people, that you're getting the money for something that insane. Am I getting as much as I should for that? No, I'm probably breaking even on that actually, because, you know, like I said, it takes, it takes four end mills just to do that. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> I'm I glad mean, you did it. Is it called the tooling cost edition by any mm. chance? It Dave, is. How did you not say tooling cost? The tooling costs are out of control on that, unlike with Spider Coast. The other thing, though, is since I've done that, I've had about thirty people call me and try to have it done to have, their have blade. Have me make more. Well, I can't do an I can't do a done blade. It's got to yeah. be, you know, the way I, in my process. Yeah. But um, everybody wants it now. <laughs> it's really fucking cool. It is very cool. I've never seen anything like it. Obviously, I'm going to try to do different things. I did that pattern because I kind of have it all in my head already, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 it looks next like level shit. it looks like it was like woven steel. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. Cool. Kind of like that. Yeah. Like braided tubing. But... Exactly. Yeah. Right. That is a well. I, I you still managed to come up with new shit that impresses me, Brian. So good job. That is. Yeah. The, those dope. things are going to get far and few between. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean. This is nothing new under the sun, but apparently this is actually new. So, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, should we dig into the meat of, <laughs> yeah, of we this, get into this uh, Halloween AMA. episode? We're half an hour in already, so yeah, let's oh my get to this. Okay, so as we mentioned earlier, we started a, uh, a subreddit. And to celebrate the uh, the christening? What's the, what's the word? Sure, yeah. Of the of the subreddit, we did a, a classic uh, classic Reddit ask me anything. So it's an AMA, and we got a bunch of responses, and I think we're just going to go through all of them. Yeah, does that sure. sound good? 
Yeah. All right. So, Dave, do you want to read the first question? Am I sorting by best so that I'm reading the same questions everyone else is looking at? <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, go for it. All right, sure. So our first one is from Dharma Blaze on Instagram, but he's here on Reddit. What has been your most embarrassing purchase or knife-related experience since you began collecting? He got a tattoo of the DPX logo in exchange oh for a free Hest. Holy shit. <laughs> I, none of us have done anything to that Wait, level. Read, read the quote because it's, it's, it's even better. Oh, that. I got a tattoo of the DPS logo in exchange for a free Hest uh, slash F, which was the folding Hest. It was a long time ago, dot, dot, dot. And I was on drugs, dot, dot, dot. Don't you judge me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't what talk What kind that. of drugs was he on? Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Remind um, me not to take those ones. Jesus. Yeah, yeah that's, that's some serious bath salt shit well, right there. Well, we were just one up to buy the question, so... Yeah, I don't know if anything I can say. No, I've done <laughs> nothing like that. Uh, I don't know what my most embarrassing one was. Let's see. Oh, uh, you know what? I bought a, uh, a Browse uh, Silent Soldier frame lock. Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, was bad. Yeah, and it when it when it showed up, I was really excited too because it was one of the ones without the hole and it was all titanium. I mean, this was probably what 2013, 2014, something like that. Yeah, uh, the grinds were so off, like they must have just thrown the blade at the grinder and said, "Hey, that's how that this is whatever comes out comes out because this is what we have here." It was terrible. <laughs> I uh. I don't know. I think I've I've talked about this one before. My entire Emerson phase was really embarrassing. I'd say because I really bought into the Kool Aid, mm. um, and it was definitely standing for Emerson, like on the forums and stuff. So I will go ahead and say that entire thing. I don't know if I have a really uh, one. Didn't you buy a Daryl Ralph? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, that that experience was both embarrassing and very frustrating. I'll say yes. That when I spent eleven hundred dollars on a custom Daryl Ralph knife, that's the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. That that's was terrible. Good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yep. No, that was bad. Uh, how about you, Jake? You had to have just, one or two. Yeah, I was thinking you should answer this for me because that seems like your role. <laughs> Whenever I do something wrong, you're definitely the guy to talk to about it. Okay. I don't think I've bought. I mean, I've done embarrassing things, <laughs> but have I have I purchased a knife? It was some embarrassing or, pimping. As well, he, as he had. Yeah, I've done embarrassing pimping. He's done some embarrassing things while carrying a knife, like wear uh, an Affliction Meshuggah shirt, camo shorts, mm. and Crocs, and then going out in public. Yeah, that's that's mm. pretty bad. Uh, you've bought a lot of clones back in the day. That's it. Yeah. That you that you argued yeah, for right. so hard. What was, the one was the Chinderer that you thought was the best knife ever? Yeah, okay, that's pretty bad. Uh, uh, there was a, a Spiderco uh, filetary. <laughs> yeah, the I've never heard that term. I don't. I just made one we, up on the spot. We, we're I making like all these up. I've heard chinderer, yeah. but I've not heard. I like filetary. Yeah. yeah then those... the mil- yeah the 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 chilitary got got reground and reshaped into something, and then became like a test mule for when um, Richard wanted the jester regrind reshaping. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a bad era. There was the time that you bought that uh, that what was it that fixed blade from uh, from Country Knives for way too much money, and then proceeded to hit it directly into your concrete basement floor. <laughs> hmm, that's bad. 
What was it? It was a Witchblade. It was a what was it a one of the South American made ones. A uh, Cas Hanway one? Oh no, wait, no, no, not wait, not not Cas Hanway. The Claudio Condor. Condor. It was a oh, Condor. Yes. Oh god, I thought you were talking about an expensive knife. No, no, it wasn't. But he, I mean, he bought it at full retail. Oh okay. He, yeah, the same day he maximum bought it. Maximum imaginable retail. Yeah. Yeah. He then. <laughs> Took it, hey, went for a I support shop. Local, and just... I support local brick and mortar. What can I say? Yeah, By wildly overpaying. I, I didn't. I honestly, I didn't fault him for buying it there. It was an odd choice, I will say. <laughs> but then he proceeded to justify his purchase by slamming it directly into the floor, which was <laughs> full force. Like went, like wound up his entire arm and then came right down on the edge on the concrete floor. Genius. He was mad. That was one time I've actually saw him visibly angry. Hey, it's it's doing all right. Uh, that's that's actually sitting out. It's like a workbench knife now that just lives on the workbench and and gets you know sharpened for specific tasks. Nice. All right, that's good. Next question. Yeah. If this I think is... of any, I know I have m- many more than that for myself too. But I yeah, just gotta just think shout of them out. Are we yeah. that 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 episode we did like two episodes ago and we went over our old knife purchases is probably just watch listen to that entire episode. That's, that's probably true. Full yeah, of yeah, embarrassing we sort things. of covered it. Yeah. Uh, okay, this next one is from Cyberus fifty five. I realize I have to read all these names now. I'm not going to pronounce them right. I'd like to hear you guys do a make uh, mark of the maker style three knives list. If you could only keep three knives from your current collection, which three would it be? And if you could have any three knives, which would they be? Whoa. Uh, this is The nice thing is I can now whittle this down to knives that have been related to the podcast. So I would say my custom mini Typhoon, the uh, Knife Nuts Edition Primordial Version 2, because wow. I still am impressed by that knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one would be my Sebenza 21 with the Desert Ironwood inlays. I think that's, that would probably be what I would keep for my three. That's a, made that's a list. That's a pretty good list. Yeah. Are you sure you didn't read these ahead of time? I did I not. Just, I just thought I of that while you like... guys were rambling about the condor hitting mm. the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you could have any three knives, that's... I don't know. That's tough. Probably some really fancy Shirogarovs and Sinkovich stuff because yeah. I love those. Uh, I don't think I have three I could come up with on the spot. My though. answers for this question will change by the hour. So yes, that's also. I was going to say, if we talk about it for two or three hours, it's just going to keep evolving. Yeah, but but I'll say that I'll I'd keep my Hydra, my Typhoon uh, with the I call it the Puntana. It's the harpoon with the katana pattern on it. Um, or maybe my original Typhoon. One of them. And oh Christ, what would I keep? Out of the, th- out of three, maybe I'll I'll stick with the, uh, the primordial as well. It's a good choice. Yeah. And m- knives that I want, uh, I think there's yeah. a question in here where we talk about underrated uh, makers, and I'll probably save one of the ones for that question. But uh, I've been on a Shiro kick lately. Like I just mm-hmm. am. You know what it is? And I was actually, uh, I did something I haven't done in a while. I watched a YouTube video on the 111. <laughs> yeah. You know, wow. like how I, I haven't done that in a long time. And I'm sure a lot of people do it still. Like, you know, they order a knife and then they hype themselves up. They'll go look for a review or something of it. And they do it across. This is something that people do across every hobby. product. Yeah. yeah. So I actually went and rewatched because I know I've watched it several times in the past. Epic Snuggle Bunnies video on the 111. And 
he, I've talked about this before too, but the way he said it was pretty um, poignant, I think. They are a little bit better than what you would get at the three hundred to four hundred dollar level, and cost about double that. But it's that little bit better that you, after you've collected so many knives, that you that you really really want. You know, yeah. That that starts meaning a lot to you. It's like a chasing the dragon sort of situation. Uh, yeah, I think what attracts me to Brian's knives and uh, Shirogorov and Sinkovich stuff is that it is just like. It's exceptional. I, I, I like machine-made knives. I think we, we used to talk about this in the early days of the podcast, about mm-hmm. me saying I don't like handmade knives. Uh, and it's true. <laughs> so it's basically just the next evolution of machine-made Where we're knives. At. Exactly. Yeah. And I do like handmade knives. I mean, I, but at the same time, the stuff that I really like tends to be high-end CNC-made stuff. Yeah, same. Uh, I do want another deadlock. I feel like there's like a, a gap in my collection because I don't have one of those. It was a cool knife. I, I haven't seen any new ones materialize, so... Uh, they're wait. making them They're making them constantly. Are they? I, I just haven't seen anyone Constant. buy one then. I, yeah, I knew so they were doing runs of it, but I just I the, haven't seen any. They're, they're churning them out. Okay. Well, that, that might make it a lot easier to get one. Mm, they are... The, the wait list now is, I think, at least a year or two. Yeah. It's not it's bad. Pr- it's not that bad. They're yeah. they're they they're working on it. You know what I mean. And it's not like uh, the production has ceased on it. Damn, Jake. What would you keep of, th- of Levon's three knives? Yeah. All right. The easy ones here are uh, my Aaron Frederick SMK. Mm-hmm. My first custom and my that's a good one. Favorite. Still, just one of my favorite knives. Um, in in our whole combined collection. And to keep this short, one of the knives, one of the few knives that I've really wanted for a long time uh, and I've handled, but I've never owned and Levon has never owned. I owned a production version, but a very fancy ruby inlaid yada yada uh, Harkins Triton OTF. Um, Interesting. That's one you want. Yes. Yeah, instead of three and three, I did one and one. I'm I'm in and out. It's it's. Short I think answer. you should pick a spider co to keep too. Yeah, I mean, PM three then. Yeah, I I, Which, I struggled to not answer uh, answer a spider co of sorts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that's it, true. I find it, it very interesting that you guys both want an OTF as the very desirable knife. I've also been it, on kind of an automatic kick lately. If you have yeah, and they that out. they always that's true. They have a weird place in our collection because that that's the style of knife that we tend to get rid of and then regret it. You know, not being legal to carry in Pennsylvania, maybe or I don't know. I don't know what makes them a little bit more uh, uh, likely to be sold or traded or whatever, but. They yeah. seem to move through our collection. That, that's what happens with me. Like, uh, I never keep any, like, battle songs or anything because it's just like, eh. So it's not very practical. So those are always the first to go. Yeah, it's it's weird to buy knives for their practicality at, at this point. But I feel like I've gotten I've gotten way too practical now because there's going to be some question about a grail probably later on, and I, I don't even think I have one anymore because I don't right. even pay attention to knives that cost more than, like, $400. <laughs> I've gotten too practical, but our next yeah. question is from our fearless uh, moderator, Adam. 
So Mr. Scrad, he, he has a lot of, he's got individual questions for all of us and then a group question. But why don't I start with Brian's questions? Cause we can get Brian in the mix here. What yeah. was your busi- biggest success and highest cost mistake in knife making? Mm. Can you define um, success? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who made me the reading guy? <laughs> success. <laughs> um, my bis- biggest success. I don't know. So, you know, I've been pretty fortunate where every knife I've come out with um, has done very well, you know? So, I would say my bi- biggest, oh, my biggest success is probably going from, um, you know, part-time knife making to full-time knife making. I yeah. never would never would have thought that would have uh, been able to happen. Mm-hmm. Highest cost has, mistake. Yeah, he has a. He actually has worst failure crossed out. Oh yeah, I got a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he has highest cost mistake in knife making. Um, well, I've had a few, you know, a few <laughs> Timascus pieces that I fucked up. I, I only fuck up the bad, the, the expensive stuff. Uh, the expensive stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. So, because that's normally when you're doing something that's, you know, you're you're doing something that you're normally not doing. You know, you're right. you're putting in a different size stock that you're not normally dealing with. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing something out of the norms, and it's why you screw up on those. Um, but the biggest cost I had. Thankfully, I didn't have to pay for it. When I was working for the last company I was working for, um, it was, you know, it was a couple days before Christmas. Everybody is on vacation because everybody saves their vacation days for Christmas time, which I did the exact opposite. I'd always take my vacation in the summer when it's nice and go to work when it's Christmas time and nobody's there. So <laughs> that makes sense, actually. Yeah. So, so my friend's birthday is right after Christmas. So I was at the company and I was making him a knife. And I crashed a mill and tore up a $5,000 probe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Making a knife for my friend, you know? So I was nice. like, oh, shit. That's awesome. It was great having to go tell my boss that I crashed a probe. Uh, yeah, how did uh, you, did you uh, like leave quick, this company open a different shortly file. after? <laughs> no, it was a few years later. But um, <laughs> I, I just basically told them I, I crashed uh, the probe. And they were just like, get it in this budget before, you know, before. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. This is why you're your own boss now. Yep. Uh, and and why I don't have a probe. <laughs> there are some other questions for you, Brian. Uh, yeah. Do you want, should we answer? Oh should we just go through the two of those uh, that that he has? Or should we skip to Jake and then you? And yeah, go around, we'll fart around a little bit. Give me a little bit of a break so I can kind of get my head together. Guys. All right, that, you know how, after good. I talk, I need some time to kind of chill out. <laughs> yeah, this next one's going to take forever to answer anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, you'll have plenty of a time yeah. for a break. <laughs> so, oh, no, Jake. I looked at it. I have a short answer for this, too. All right, Jake, can we get an all update right. on the knife shop? This is all from uh, Mr. Adam, Stred, so. Adam. Yeah. Yes. Okay, the most important update is I have reached out to a professional electrician. Oh, thank God. To expedite the process of finishing the goddamn shop. What, wow. what, did you, what do you have Are to you put happy in? now? <laughs> what do you um, have to put in? All the outlets, uh, sub panel. You have to put in a sub panel? 220 for, for all the machines that use 220. Lighting. What, what was your basement? Yeah. Just like an empty concrete shell before this? Uh,. It was kind of half finished, half unfinished, sort of in a way. I and will give him that it, it is going through a, a, a transformation. 
Yeah, and to make everything safe, unfortunately, that also means fixing a lot of stupid shit that I find as I, every time I try to do something, I find something else that has to be fixed. But uh, I finished the my last whole update, basement. Sheetrocking, spackling, painting, floor, electrical, plumbing in two and a half weeks while I'm taking, while I'm flying out to Vegas and everything else. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm certainly not working at, for two and a half weeks straight ever. I mean, my wife was literally gone for three of the four weeks the last month. Um, yeah, I work know, and I don't... constantly on that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I rarely even get to work two days in a row. Uh, full-time daddy. That's wild. I just love that outburst. Yeah. Sorry, I told you I needed a break before I talk again. Hey, it's motivation. Maybe. (laughs) Yes. And and my motivation comes and goes. I mean, I'm the first to admit that. Uh, Goes more than comes. Yeah, well, it's got to go somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I'm coming up on another big uh, obsessed with getting the shop done month. I can feel it in my bones. Another manic phase coming on. Yeah. I'd Maybe you can from... have a blade by this blade show. I, by, dude, by that, I said I by mean... Christmas. I said by Christmas at the beginning of 2019, and I'm sticking to that. Christmas. All right, we'll hold it to you. You got like three months. Yep. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a, this one cuts deep, Lefon. Is it harder for you to be objective once you establish did, did you a just... relationship with a maker slash company? Hey, listen, did you just skip over yourself, you dingbat? Yeah, I figured I'd just go last. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, go ahead and read that question again, actually. Is it harder to be objective once you establish a relationship with a maker or company? It, here's the truth of the matter. I don't establish relationships with people or that, that produce products that I don't like. So that's where it comes to from me. Like, I only have relationships with people that I like that produce products that I want to feature and or use or purchase myself. That is true. When you see us tap dancing for CRKT on here, then you'll know we something has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> Correct. I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty honest when it comes to any of that stuff. Uh, if I don't like a knife, the, I feel like the, the best thing I can do is just not talk about it or feature it or anything like that. If someone asks me an opinion, I'll happily give it. Or even if, you, if it gets brought up on this uh, podcast, I'll certainly tell you how I feel about it. But I'm... I'm a firm believer and there's no such thing as bad publicity. So I'm not going to give any to anything that I don't like. That's that true. Sense? And if we need to add some edge to this podcast, that fucking Kaiser, let me, what is it? The pinch is the worst knife I've ever, ever had the displeasure it's, of it's, handling. It's so bad. Take that corporate dad. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't, honestly, I haven't talked to Kaiser in weeks. I don't know. What's it is. Then. So I don't think we talked about it last time. It is superlatively terrible. It's yeah. the worst combination of choices Dude, I've i ever had to seen. send it to you to, to for you to believe it because i had no words i was like i can't even i can't even look at this i like the I, box with your other stuff and i'm like look at this i need to get it back out okay i got it we, I, I don't even think we can give this thing away because it would be insulting to give it to our it's fans. just it's just a blade on a hinge it's the worst thing it is just a, a piece of bar stock that opens and closes yeah with a, really with a fake scandy grind and but it's got my car to handles though it does have nice I mean, burlap micarta handles. Everybody loves micarta now. I do like the the yeah the burlap micarta, but goddamn, is it terrible! Somebody, you know, I bet somebody would love that knife. I hope someone will. I don't want to know them, <laughs> but 
you know, some kind of love freak. That. Yes, exactly. Yep. Well, maybe we could give that one away to some unlucky bastard. Just for the hey, sec, for the for the fun of it, just give it to somebody. Yeah. See, we're objective now. Yeah. Okay. We're objective. <laughs> Basically, the per- person who gets pulled for this just l- loses. Yes. Hmm. This is this is a burden that you must shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can give them the Kaiser Odin too to make it a little bit better. Oh, that makes sense. Um. All right. I guess question for me: favorite knife of 2019. This has probably been the least. Uh, productive year for me in terms of buying knives. So I am going to say right now the standout is the Primordial Mark II, which sounds like a cop-out, but I was... Predictable answer is predictable. Yes. I, w- I don't know. I was just wildly impressed by it. I'm not saying our edition specifically. I'm just saying the knife in general. Um, I was I'm gonna say, surprised I'm gonna say by our, Best Tech, really. I'm going to say our version in particular. <laughs> okay, fine. But I, I think I think what I was most shocked by is how well best tech executed the knife not just the design because i like the design and the design was already kind of familiar i was just really surprised by how good of a job best tech specifically did because i don't know i didn't expect them to step it up that quickly I, it's a standout amongst their production knives too yeah I i've handled a lot of of their production knives and they're like kind of like okay this design is a mess but okay yeah uh, that's why i'm just shocked yeah. by it and then i guess my number two would be the capara um now that's been fixed, I, I think I really, really like that knife. The two knives that you've purchased in the past couple months. Yes. I mean, that's it. I, I, I couldn't say that a knife I didn't get in 2019 is, is my favorite, because I, if I haven't handled it, how do I know? I'm just glad I didn't get that question. Yeah, you've gotten a lot more than I have. This was a mm. funny question to ask me, since I have probably gotten the least knives in 2019 of the whole podcast. If he All really right. listens, he knows that asking Lev on that question is absurd. Yeah, I just wouldn't even answer. It's it. like asking a duck what his favorite quack was. There's yeah, no way. <laughs> that's a weird. Meta- I don't Excuse me, Mister Duck. Do you like water? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one. All right, uh, let's jump back in. <laughs> Brian needs Brian a break. Just quack? So. No, he's no, he's that, taking that a break. Me. I, I quack. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, he's back. All right, Brian. Question number two for you: uh, What is something you wish you learned earlier in knife making? I love that question. That is a good one. Um, probably people skills. <laughs> I've also it predictable earlier, answer. Not at all. It took 30 episodes of the podcast to yeah. get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you know, really related to knives. I don't know. My biggest stumbling block in this whole thing is dealing with the people for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you go from never having a job as like a retail person to being the only person that people interface with that are buying products. Yeah. I'm sure that's quite an adjustment a very picky I mean, yes very picky people too yes. i mean it's six years later and i'm still struggling with it I, there's this one motherfucker i want to kill if i have to keep listening to these, his emails <laughs> follow follow-up question how many shakes how many wiggles to close is the micro uh evo <laughs> what a question to ask how many that, wiggles that's only the beginning of it there's this that whole story with this guy goes goes back further and i have things up until recently that i'm dealing with 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 him and i you know you guys know the way i am and he obviously doesn't no but <laughs> no i feel he, he just went out and bought his 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 first knife of mine which was an evo typhoon and he just bought i if he didn't buy it by this point i would have tell him to go pound salt and find somebody other go to buy a halt or something but at this point, <laughs> you know, 
Or, but at this point, you know, he already bought one of my knives, and now I, you know, what am I going to do? So now I have to feel like I got to kind of yeah. Well, look, be nice because you know I don't want to. It would it'd be shitty to go buy something and then f- right after you buy of it, of course, the maker it's not like you, you're an asshole. Yeah, it's not like you don't have empathy from that perspective. But the way that they're going about it is just the opposite of how to you know get anything out of you. I, just, mean, I knew this just, guy was going to be a pain in the ass before that last comment, yeah, but when he yeah. asked how many shakes, how many wiggles? Listening, it was wiggles, not oh, shakes. Oh, how many wiggles? If if you're listening, you got to get it together because I'm a, I'm I'm two steps <laughs> from losing my fucking temper. I will say, like, look, he's obviously a kid. He's young, right? He's probably in his early twenties, I would guess. I, I would guess, yeah, maybe. Uh, Look, I, I'm sh- Brian always appreciates the support, and we appreciate the support. I don't even know if he listens to the podcast. To be honest with you, uh, but look, just take it, take it down a notch, man. It ain't that deep. Would it be better or worse if the question was how many wiggles after you pee? <laughs> I really thought that was where you were going. When any I more, heard any more than two, and you're just playing with yourself. I'm 47. It drips for another half an hour after I put it away. Yep. And then so you put it away, and they're like, "Oh wait, there's some more in there." <laughs> we're gonna talk about prostate issues on the podcast yeah, right. now. There you go. That's the podcast that we're doing now. It, honestly, it's 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 the weed, dude. It, it's all it's all constricting. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Listen, if that if that wasn't in in play, I'd be I'd be really irate. <laughs> That's a good point. That's the only thing that keeps me level. <laughs> That's true. Well, here's a question that I think you could probably answer really quickly, Brian, to get yours out of the way. Any plans for a mini Arch Nemesis custom? Who knows? Uh, I I actually drew some up. Um, oh. I wasn't sure. You know, I do want to do something that's a little bit smaller. Um, I don't know if I should shrink the whole size mm-hmm. down or just make it shorter. I kind of like the thickness and everything of it now. Yeah. But I'd like something a little slender, too. The advantage of not making it more slender and just scaling it down lengthwise is I can still use all my fixtures. I can use all my programs. I can use all the stuff I already have, which is a big advantage. Huh. I, I thought I figured you just had no interest. That, that's kind of cool. I think people will really like that if you do it. So, you know, I, I don't want to stop with the daggers all together because yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. such a good knife. Um, so, but when I move forward, after I get this last few done and I come back to them eventually, I'd like to show something different, whether it be smaller. Um, there's a couple other ideas I have floating around um, mm-hmm. to make it a little bit different, you know. Honestly, so. the, the Micro Evo did so well that it's it wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense to ignore making smaller knives, so I get it. The, the Micro, well, the Micro Evo didn't go for sale yet. Well, I think you talked about well, the Void. Uh, yeah, the Void. Oh, the Void. The Void, yeah. Yeah. It's smaller. Uh, someone did ask if you're going to do another knife similar to the Mini Typhoon. Nice, a three and a half inch blade would be cool to see again. But I would imagine that that's personally biased. That's obviously going to happen. I mean, that's like yeah. a right, yeah, like I'm a sure. bread yeah. and butter size for a knife. So all right, yeah, it's uh, it's coming up with a design that's different. Um, We've talked about some cool yeah. stuff, Brian. I know your the gears are turning. Well, I have a I have a bunch of different things going on in this next year or two. So it's uh. It's coming up with enough designs for all that stuff that are different from one another. Um, I have a. I'm going to be doing a, a little collab with somebody that Ooh. nobody knows about yet, not I even Levon. I don't know I about know, this. <laughs> I know this is going to chap his ass that he's not. He doesn't know about it yet. No, I like surprises. Um, so, um, 
Yeah, so we'll see. I got a lot of different stuff going, though. So. Oh, cool. It's good. Jake, apparently you're one of the Wright brothers. What is this about your plane? You're building a plane? Will there be footage of yes. your planes made in flight? I don't know if this is a metaphor for your knife shop. It or... is not. There is a plane. Oh, no, God. it is literally a, a giant scale uh, radio controlled uh, airplane. And yes, there of course will be footage. It's an 84 inch wingspan, Jake. Am I right? Yes. 86, ah. 84. This does not sound like finishing we'll your just shop. Just call it 85. Right? Exactly. Uh, focus, Jake. You should see how much room it takes up in the basement. Oh my god. Why? Why? The ti- the timing. Well, all right. So uh, it just came up for sale locally on my birthday and I bought it. That's the whole fucking story. I've <laughs> These always things happen. One. Fair enough. Uh, it, it it is not it is far from the first plane that I've built, but it is the largest. It's very big. Uh, and I just absolutely love it. It's, I know so one I, person that's very excited about it, and it's no one on this podcast. It's Joe Bananas. Oh, yeah. On yeah, Instagram, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a large-scale guy. He's also likes big planes. Shout out to the large-scale guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't all three uh, out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Levon, can you name two to three custom knife makers who you think deserve more recognition? Oh my gosh. This is the one I was dreading because there's a lot. Okay, first off, I'll say... Uh, can Dux. I name one? Can I name one? Is it the one we talked about? I don't know. I don't remember what we talked about. Skiff. Steve Skiff. Yeah, that's ex- that's who we talked about. Oh, Steve Skiff is 100%. His, yeah. His knives are so nice. And They're I look so and nice. I'm like, I don't know how many followers he has on, on, on uh, Instagram. 3,000. Like 3, or 4,000. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? And they're such They're, nice people too. Yes, they are. I that is definitely in my answers is Steve Skiff of Skiff Made Blades and his family. They all run it together. It's it's wonderful. Like I they have a bunch of uh knives in the well it's the one design, the accomplice. The accomplice that he does as a, a lower cost knife in the 750 range. Uh really really nice. Beautifully machined knives. Dave, I'm sure you would like them too. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's it's uh, very nice. They look really well made, and for yeah. seven fifty, that seems uh, very gorgeous. reasonable. Uh, on the other side of the uh, knife making world, I think Doc Schiffer deserves some some credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that one. Yeah, Doc Schiffer is a cool guy. He makes knives his way, and you know, I I, I think he's actually just showed his stuff for, at. If you go to his Instagram now. He has some stuff that he did for the California Custom Knife Show, and there is this uh, vintage-looking. It looks like a like a Barlow-style handle with a recurved blade in it, and it's really nice looking. Let me find that one. And his pricing is is incredibly reasonable. Like, yeah, you know, we're talking like Aaron Frederick like pricing for stuff too. Oh, yeah. I see that one. Yeah, that's yeah, a really cool looking two, one. Yeah, those they're like two peas in a pod. And they really show. are. You know. I have to say, talking to him, uh, well, first off, he was beyond pleasant and very, very uh, giving of his time and advice and, and all that sort of stuff as far as knife making. But his his work made so much more sense to me after I talked to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. Absolutely. I, I just, it, it, it really clicked for me after the first time I met him. Um, so I think that's a great, that's a great answer. I'm trying to think of a third uh, there are there are a lot. Um, can you guys help me out here? 
I, I am trying to think, but I'm a terrible person for this. Uh, custom world. Hmm. I might say Brian Brown. Also a super nice guy. He sent me one of his customs earlier on. Brown Knives. Uh, yeah, to check out. Not not to be confused with Brown Knives, who also has a new design out that I like. But I think he gets some pretty good recognition. Yeah, the I think uh, Austin did a pretty good job of yeah, highlighting yeah. the Brown Knives, the CNC guy. Uh, Brian also, Brown. I was talking about a totally different person. Yeah, you're, I, talking about, you're talking about Brian Brown. I know who you're talking about. It's got a model called the Warthog. Am he I actually, at the right guy? He also has a production knife that's coming out, too. So I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that's lower on the radar. Um, hmm. Let's move on. And if it pops into my head, yeah, I'll uh, come back to it. I'll come back to it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess last question for me. What knife would you recommend to someone getting into knives under $100? Uh, any of the Civivi knives, because it gives you the feeling of a more expensive knife, but it still has a little bit of stuff that cuts corners so that you still anticipate more expensive stuff. So I 100% like, agree with that. Yeah, you get the action of like a really expensive knife, but like the construction's kind of basic, and you get kind of basic materials, so it'll leave you wanting more mm-hmm. in that sense. So I think I think the Civivi stuff is the best for under 100 bucks, Or maybe one of the USA-made Karshaws, if you want that sort of pride in my, where it was My produced. most used knife is the Civivi Plethoros. It's a Isham design. I That thing gets used all the time around here. The new one that they just came out with, the Insight, I think, is what it Looks is. Looks good. And there's the That's slicer, my favorite one they've done. It the, it's called something. The, the Shredder, which is a weird name. Yeah, the Civivi Insight. You can get it with wood handles. You can get it with carbon fiber g10 handles that, that one, has that upswept sort of look to it no this one kind of looks like the max ace balance it's just got like a drop point it's a very basic shape got it um i really like that one a lot it's 80 bucks it's d2 i think that is if you're getting a knife under 100 bucks that's a great one very good stuff all right next question uh why are you guys the best that's just patently untrue um uh, okay <laughs> uh there's this one has like eight questions in one so let me try and weed this but, out but thank you for saying such yes. a nice thing I mean, yes that is uh so this person vextos uh asked a bunch oh let's see let me try and see if there's not overlap thoughts on south african makers i think we've all been very positive about them in the past aside from mm-hmm. a select few yeah um, I, I there's some quirks to them but i kind of think that's what makes yeah. them special so what Thanks, grail maybe. knives have disappointed you? Uh, obviously, my $1,100 Dow Ralph, that was a piece of shit. That thing was a big disappointment for me. I don't know if we have any other ones. I thought of uh, a maker, uh, Baron Cutlery. I don't know and who it, that And is. it also goes back to our talking about kitchen knives. He's a new maker, and he is doing a really good job. His I'll have to look him up. kitchen knives are coming out really good, aren't they? Yeah, they are very, very nice. Ooh, that, that grind looks very nice. Yep. All right. Wow. Yeah. He's under. The, he's very under the radar. Gonna have to get in on him before he blows up. Um, yep, those look nice. Let's see. Uh, worst knife-related injury. We know Jake's story about his 620 closing on his thumb. It's a bad Tendon one. Tendon cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dropped... Uh, I can't remember what knife it was. It was something very pointy. I dropped it into my leg. <laughs> into my thigh. So I have, like, a stab wound in my leg from, from this thing. It's still a there's still a big scar there. Stop I've only cut myself once that needed stitches. I was flipping a knife and I dropped it and caught it. Uh, so, yeah, you can imagine how that goes. I wonder what knife it was. 
I remember it being something particularly uh, heavy and pointy. Oh, what's the coolest knife you have seen someone in the wild have that's not your friends at a show? That's a good one. Ooh. Um, I guess my first one is I, a girl that I was friends with back when I was doing my master's, her boyfriend was from Vero Beach, Florida, and he owned an old Microtech from back when they made them in Vero Beach. And he was not a knife guy or anything. He, he just knew the company was from his town, his hometown. So that was cool. Uh, that's a funny thing because the one that, uh, I'm going to answer is a guy at a gun shop pulled out a, a micro SOCOM, a mini SOCOM. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's old. Yeah. I thought that was pretty they, cool. They need to hurry up the new mini SOCOMs. Like that is going to be, that, they're, they're sitting on that. You know, why are they sitting? Like, is it because be- Marfi owns like having a mid- yeah. horrible midlife crisis right now? Did you see he deleted his Instagram? Yes. That, I don't even want to touch that one with a 10 foot pole. No, the video from from the gathering. Oh was, my god, her, was, is, her face is so good. Oh, it's that is it's the cringiest of all cringe. I, they just need to drop that mini socom and make everyone forget about all that shit because the yeah. mini socom, the new one is going to be so good. I'm also re- I really like the the customs that uh, Sean did of the Warncliffe socom, the Warcom. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't taken the opportunity to come out with another. We got We got to give them some advice. God damn. Well, I mean, they make all their money off of they OTS, know So who are we? They, they know what they're doing. Yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, but oh, that's cool. Okay, so apparently Vero Beach era microtechs are what you see out in person. I'll give an honorable mention to the M390 uh, paramilitary too that I I saw in someone's pocket. That's kind of. I, I was at work and I was like, "Is that a uh, M390 PM2 in your pocket?" And the guy looks at me. He's like, "Jesus Christ." Yeah, it is. <laughs> I Jesus saw it with, it with the little blue, the blue G10, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's funny." Yeah. So he apparently he is someone that only collects paramilitary twos. That's it. Weird people, man. Yeah, there <laughs> He was an odd duck. I will say that too. That this one Quack. for me is a is a complete no brainer because uh, at a USPSA match a year or two ago, I saw a guy carrying a giant Steve Ryan folder of some kind that uh, is weird that is crazy that is yeah that's that's pretty uh that's so bizarre. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and and say that some of the new stuff that steve ryan is posting is enormous but is actually really fucking cool looking like yeah better than the yeah, we had to we had to like walk away and take our ear protection off to uh to have a chat about knives for a while yeah well and, uh, steve ryan knives yeah i wouldn't expect to see one of those out in person that dude's a character man yeah for sure. All right. I think that was that was definitely the best question amongst these ones, the ones that we probably have not answered before. Got it. Uh, all right. Covalent Pulse asks, thoughts on your knife taste preferences and how they've changed over time? Mm. And what do you do with knives you no longer like? Recently, I've just been letting them sit in my knife collection because I'm too lazy <laughs> to sell them. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Mine haven't changed in a while. I think, I think they're pretty well refined at this point in terms I would, of... I would second that. Um... I don't think, I mean, I go through phases, but I usually circle around, you know, there are times where I'm like really into automatic knives and then I'm into flippers and then I'm into thumb stud knives and I'm into custom knives and I'm into, you know, it's just a whole horrible circle of regret and misery. <laughs> I've solidly landed at knives that have relatively thin handles are thinly ground and the pocket clip hides most of the knife. I think those are the, probably the three criteria that I unifies my entire collection. 
the pocket clip thing, I, I'm not one that really gives a shit about the deep carry factor, but I do appreciate a good pocket clip, regardless of the depth of carry. Oh yeah, it'll it'll ruin a knife so quickly. Yeah, yeah. But also, th- uh, thinner blade stock, thinner behind the edge. You know, that's something that. TBTE. Yeah, TBTE. <laughs> Hashtag TBTE. <laughs> Hashtag uh, buff horses. That, I think that's something that everyone's gotten better about in the last couple of years. 100%. And, I, and I'm going to go back to that Real Steel Luna. It, it, it basically disappears. That's cool. It's, I mean, as, as that, that is the perfect grind for that knife since it's a little slip joint. They should yes. be thin. It, the, the philosophy is there. You know, yes. it's not like they just took a design and said, all right, I we're mean, going to put a, a back spring in this. That is the appropriate POU. Philosophy oh, no. of use. Oh. Hey, man, last time we should have nothing fancy. Someone actually stood everybody up for got, him. So. Everybody got mad. Yeah, they got, <laughs> they got mad about it. I didn't that. know that was an unpopular opinion these days. Ugh, it's fine. It's all Jacob, fine. have your preferences changed? Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of He just doesn't this... like knives anymore. That's a fair. lot of this answer would be boring, but the I, honestly, it is such a huge. It started as a quirk, and now I cannot carry a knife with a bo- with a really annoying pocket clip, like really tight, really thick titanium, oh, yeah. no, like scale thickness level, so it has no flex whatsoever, and it either won't go in and out of my pocket or it destroys pants in like a week yeah those he are like a, an immediate sell for me as well he was asleep when we were talking about that a few minutes ago apparently no i i, I have I, I will second that though i it ruins a knife for me immediately like i'm just not going to carry it and I'll, I'll just sell it if the pocket clip is that bad oh uh, yeah i just can't get past this yeah, i mean that's what's changed is i i just can't get past it yeah i just won't carry it uh good one all right uh this next person pm me your nips <laughs> it, interesting <laughs> username what are all your grail knives attainable grails more out of reach grails does brian even have any knives besides his who the fuck buys benchmade gold okay there's a lot of questions uh grail i don't really have grail knives anymore because i have basically shut off my brain to anything that is outside of my actual price range that i can afford uh it's a it's a useful defense mechanism for not always (laughs) being envious of what everyone else has so i would say i don't know maybe a chicane like a, the chicane with the the harpoon mm. is probably the knife I've been most like. Whoa, oh, I might this... actually do something stupid to buy that. Yeah, it's this really only real Brian bad. knives that get me like worked up. Like, I'm still annoyed that I don't have an arch nemesis. But uh, unattainable just... grail. There's probably some like ridiculous Sinkovich that's ten thousand dollars or something that I like. But I mean, I, I I'll don't... tell you. I try not to cus- think about this stuff. This custom Shiro. Regardless of how custom or whatever one of people's, it's just called a custom. It's a custom Shirogara. It is literally one of the nicest knives I've ever handled. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, maybe when the cost knives, the guys from South America, those ridiculous handmade fixed blades, like maybe those are an unattainable grail. Why are they unattainable, though? Aren't they like thousands of dollars, the Hmm. Claudio Sobral stuff? Oh, maybe. Cost knives, they're really, really nice. They're from Argentina. But uh, yeah, I don't don't know. I try try not to actually think about this too much. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of... at this point uh, in my collecting, I don't, again, I don't have anything that I'm just dying to have. You know what I mean? If there's something I have, I, f- I, I get it eventually. I've been in this long enough now that I've, I've had the opportunities. You know? That real fiery passion where you like really feel like you need something goes away after yeah. many years. Like, yeah, there's, there's, I know there are expensive knives I would like, 
but like I, I'm I'm okay not owning them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was not like I was not like that earlier. I, in I definitely collecting hobby. I mean, that being said, I still want something from Steve Skiff. I want something. Uh, I need another deadlock. Like need it's it's stuff that I know I will eventually attain, but it's not really uh, you know keeping me awake at night. Yeah, absolutely. Jake. I answer uh, Arch Nemesis for both, <laughs> attainable and unobtainable. This is a cool life, but yeah, this this is this was a hard one for me to come up with on the spot. Brian, do you have any knives besides your own? No, right? Yes. I don't. Yeah, he does. The funny the funny thing is, is I don't have one of my own anymore. Oh wait, no, I still have the first one I made. That's the Viper. Don't you have a um, hurricane too? No, I got rid. Oh, oh, I might have a hurricane. I, I think, think you have a hurricane. Yeah, I think there's a hurricane in my fishing box that's probably rusted the fuck right about now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm starting to get a few knives here, but I, you're, if you're going to ask me to start naming them all, I couldn't even. I'm not talking about like you. Guys. I hope I you know. have our our knives, the Knife Knives Podcast Edition ones. Yeah. Okay. No, I sold both of those since I got them. <laughs> well, we'll know whose is out there when we see one no, for sale. The, the truth is, I'll die with these because I don't sell anything I get. If I, if I, even if I buy something that I hate, I end up keeping it. Do, do you do that with guns too? He keeps I, well, here, here's a per- yeah. I don't, I don't buy guns I don't like. But okay, a perfect fair. example is I just got that new, I just got a new rifle and I bought the Trigicon MRO sight for it. It's like a five hundred dollars sight. And I don't like it, and it's going to be sitting in my drawer because I already bought a new site for it, and it's going to just disappear in there forever. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. All right. Uh, here we go. Next one. For Levon, I really like this question. It is from... Oh, shit. Are my eyes going? I need to zoom in to see if this is a C or an O. DCB47. Okay. Uh, for Levon, Jake, and Dave, if you could only own not... <clears throat> Let's start that one over. Uh, for Levon, Jake, and Dave, if you could only own knives of CRKT quality, would you still collect knives? Uh, if I never known anything better, I yeah, know. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, if there was yeah. some like, if we all underwent some incredible financial hardship that like the only thing we could afford for now for the rest of our lives is CRKT knives, no, I would just lose interest in the hobby. I probably would too, except that does that include stuff in the? In CRKT quality, regardless of price? Yes, I think CRKT quality, not price. I mean, there was a time that, uh, you know, we were excited for a CRKT. Yeah, but imagine trying to go back to that. Going, uh, uh, no, absolutely not. There's no way I could. Yeah, I would completely lose interest in the hobby. I I don't think I like knives that much. I have enough other subsidiary hobbies. Yeah, that I would just focus on those. Yeah, exactly. I know how to waste my money, so. And then there's, uh, well, let's get Jake's opinion, because there's a second part to this. Jake? I, I probably just would have started making knives way sooner. That is, yeah. Less collecting. I feel like that's making. the story of most You're not even makers. making them now. Get your fucking shop done. <laughs> I would have started the shop years ago. <laughs> Brian's on your ass. Months ago. Yeah, I feel like that's the story of most of the makers from like the 80s. They're like, oh, I was unhappy with the production knives, so I started making my own. Yeah, that makes sense. And Brian, if you could only make knives of CRKT quality, would you still make knives? <laughs> as long as you schmucks are going to pay for them? There you go. Perfect. Uh, that... Clap for that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I could oh. really put those together fast. Yeah, this is, right? This is a fun one. Turtle Guy 5 asks, what is your favorite hot sauce? I, I think we actually all like hot sauce, so that works. And also, what are some of your non-knife-related hobbies? So the first part... Uh, I, think I also s- like that username, Turtle Guy Five, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I think easily available hot sauces because you can get real in the weeds with all the fancy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yellowbird condiments ones are really good. Those are good. Um, and then El Yucateco is like the probably oh, the best grocery store one. 100% mm-hmm. agree yeah. with that. You also can't go wrong with just having sriracha all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of it. I will also give a plug for Tabasco's habanero sauce, which is bizarrely good for being made by Tabasco. I have not tried it. It is strangely good. Um, I would. I love that one. It's I not think, that easy to find, but it's good. I think Yucateco and and sriracha are like staples. Yeah. Um, I if you use Frank's Red Hot, you need to like. I don't know. If you, you claim to like hot sauce, you don't. <laughs> That's like a CRKT quality hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> it's just vinegar. That's what that is. Uh, and salt. Uh, let's see. What do I use now? I, you know what, Brian? When we went to the gun show a couple weeks ago, we got that uh, Chipotle, that beer Chipotle uh, uh, scorpion pepper sauce. I didn't get that. <laughs> that sounds oh, pretty brutal. Well, I got it. It's actually not. It's it's really. Is it heavy on the Chipotle and very light on the heavy, scorpion? It, it's light on the scorpion, but yeah. the scorpion, it, you get the heat, but it doesn't linger. Yeah, I make my own hot sauce from time mm. to time, so um, I've experimented with that. I don't know. I'm kind of sick of Chipotle peppers as a flavor in general. Like the, the I, smoky thing, I'm kind of sick of. I mm. I like it in um, in small quantities and every so often. Speaking but, of smoky, have you? Uh, just quick aside, have you ever had El Yucateco's Black Label? No, oh, I God, have it in so my, smoky. It's dis- it's so smoky. There's it's kind of the disgusting. That's in my fridge has been there for a year. And yes, it won't go away. Everyone should try it. It is <laughs> disgustingly smoky. It is like a, a campfire that is spicy. Yeah, mm. no, it's brutal. Terrible. If too you mu- take some smoky. of that and mix it with regular Yucateco, it's probably good. Yeah, like one drop in a whole serving. Smoke smokeifies your whole. It's your ridiculous. Whole, it's too much smoky. It's it's gross. I actually happen to like smoky tasting stuff you should try the el yucateco black label then i it's like the brutal. smoked tabascos the chipotle smoked chip, uh, chipotle tabasco too i like that oh uh, yeah i was obsessed with that when i when i came out if, Ruin- if you have chipotle the restaurant and you don't put that on yes. your food then you're just doing it wrong yeah um the other thing the other one i use i use the last dab but <laughs> i like i like the carolina reaper one. Oh my god it, all right that's weird yeah that, that was my answer as well, it's a, it's it's too hot to like live with, yeah. but but it, the flavor it is starts, really nice. Yeah, the, the flavor starts out really, really, really good. And if you're gonna if you're gonna go for like uh, a five alarm chili or something like that, a a good drop of that will flavor the whole the whole batch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Wow, my mouth is squirting just listening to you guys talk about this. Shit. It's re- it's really I I really like it. Um, as you start to your tolerance builds quickly for hot sauce, so you can, if you use it on stuff, you can really, it won't bother you at all. Yeah, no, everything bothers me now. <laughs> I I eat fucking Tums and it gives me heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> what of our, some of our, I think, I think some of our non-knife related hobbies have probably come across on the podcast before. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I don't know, I guess quickly for me, it's just music in general, playing oh, music yeah. and collecting vinyl. Uh, and then... I don't know, consumer electronics. I'm really into computers. I've been into computers for a long time. I'll echo both of those and add flashlights to the list. Uh, I don't, I like budget uh, high-end flashlights. I think that that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't, I don't buy the, the crazy barrel flashlight. Yeah, yeah. That stuff's Wild. silly. It's really silly to me. It's like, it's like buying it's a custom iPhone. 
You know, there's these companies that make like oh yeah, like the gold encrusted, gold crusted. Yeah. It's still the same freaking thing with a different shell. Yeah, you no, know, that's dumb, and it's going to be completely obsolete or useless. In a that is the years. problem with flashlights. Yeah, it's how quickly they come up with new emitters and stuff. It's it's hard to keep track of. As and and Jake will echo this as long as you know how to to properly charge and discharge batteries. Uh, you can get into the hobby very cheap. Like, there's a lot of really great manufacturers that offer a lot of high output, uh, really uh, amazing user interfaces. Uh, there's so much variety and room for customization. Uh, it's a, I'm surprised a lot more people aren't into it. Yeah. I mean, there is a whole forum. Well- B- budget light forum is amazing for that sort of thing. What's stuff. really funny is I get the weirdest looks about and carrying a flashlight phone. rather than a knife because everyone's like, you have a flashlight on your phone. And I'm like, mm, do I want to drop no. my $1,000 phone while I'm using it to like look for things in the middle of the night? I or mean, do I want to use a flashlight that works better in every conceivable way? <laughs> right now I've been carrying, I'm usually carry like something that's a, a 14-500 size light, which is uh, the lithium rechargeable version of a AA comparable yeah. size i need i need to scale down i carry an 18650 light but, but now i'm carrying an 18650 light um it's the blf fw3 uh series they do it in aluminum sexy they name do, <laughs> yeah amazing names they they do them in aluminum copper and and titanium so i what i'm carrying right now is the fw3 3t so that one's uh <laughs> It's a twenty five hundred lumen light. Okay, Brian, so we, you're in. So you're into fucking lights. Next, <laughs> Brian. We know you like guns, so that one's pretty easy to answer for you. Um, yeah, it's guns. Uh, the only thing I do besides making knives is guns and shit. All right, and then Jake is a man of too many hobbies, so we cannot even get into those. What's uh? Nope. How are you this skip. up? Yeah, skip me. Just, just look at Jake's Instagram. It's, uh, it's there's there, the last thing you'll see on there is a knife. Yes, well, exactly. It's not constructing. That's for sure. <laughs> He's on your ass, man. Yeah, All right. I give up. Whiskey Otter okay. asks, this is a good question, too. Is high HRC going to replace Super Steels as a flavor of the month that everyone demands without understanding? Yes. Who cares? It's No, it's true. That's going to happen, though. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I think I think companies can just start saying, like, yeah, this is a 64 HRC, and I don't know. People will. That's all people care about will be the number. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the only More information is that. always good. Yeah, no. But at I think, the end of the day, I think people tend to prioritize the wrong thing all the time. So I don't think going to high HRC is going to be a bad thing, except for people who don't know how to sharpen. So, like, yes, I'm sure this will happen, where they'll they'll realize that people are obsessed with this shit now and start making a bigger deal about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless, skip, of course, it really skip is the too tempering expensive. Part and just sh- send it out <laughs> untempered, like so it's 68. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it shatters when you look at it. That's uh, perfect. Yeah, unless it costs these companies too much money to actually consistently heat treat things at high HRC, then I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, they'll do this. Um, what else we got? Okay. Favorite costume tactical knife maker. I read that one verbatim. Wait, what? <laughs> Favorite costume. I think it's supposed to be custom. Custom. Oh, okay. It's, and they I thought I was in ones. the Halloween mode, you know? So I was like, <laughs> I don't know who's wearing the best costume while knife making. Um, I'm, I'm glad I didn't say anything because I was about to mention some knife maker that kind of dresses in some <laughs> weird shit. Snowdy? <laughs> Snowdy oh, is oh, always in a costume. I've only, I've only met him once, and um, that was at the USN show, and he was, yeah, he's a weirdo. 
He was he was he's definitely my favorite costume tactical knife maker. I would agree with that. He has that. worn many costumes over the year and he might be one of my favorite custom knife makers as well. Interesting. Um there's a bunch of people on the list here. Um one person will probably eliminate from this list now. <laughs> First name Frank. Um, okay, yeah, no. But I don't know. Yeah, I I I really do like Snowdy. Um but I will say Dmitry Sinkovich. Um definitely Sinkovich. Oh, uh, I mean I guess I can agree with that. And I, there's a, there's a, you know, this is one of those questions. That I yeah. This is too tough. And, yeah. Yeah. Next. Okay. What's your Hardy Weinberg said, what's your favorite go-to snack when traveling? <laughs> I think I only exclusively eat beef jerky when I'm I was traveling. Gonna say jerky. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing I only eat that if I'm in, on a road trip. And it's sometimes it goes from like really, really good beef jerky to like the Slim Jim with the cheese next to it, I'll fucking eat that oh too. Yeah. Well, what's good about Slim Jim is you can just chew them and get flavor out for an hour. It's like it's, meat gum. It is like meat gum. <laughs> meat gum. That is that's bad. Uh, I don't know. I get headaches when I don't get enough protein, so probably something that's high in protein. I should start with beef jerky. Something I also I think I only eat candy when I'm on a road trip too. I don't have a sweet tooth. Yeah, I I do have a sweet tooth, and the, my biggest problem is once the candy is open, I can't think or do anything else. My remember I would, remember the Swedish fish. Exactly, <laughs> I did not see this coming. Yeah, it's kind of adorable. I'll, like before fishing in the morning, I would grab three things of candy for while I'm out there fishing, and once I open the spree and I take one, I can't stop until the they're spree gone. of whatever. All I'm just I'm just saying chalk candy. Whatever it is, that's like the shit at the bottom of the Halloween. Kit I when know you're, a you're kid. always you always get the best of everything. <laughs> I guess. I mean, life's too short for. So shitty tell candy. me a fucking candy. Take, give me Fuck. a candy then. Take five. Snickers. Mary Janes. Jesus Christ. Take fives. Are, Take are five is good. That's got a pretzel in it, so bonus yeah. points. Yes. Take I mean, fives are Snick- dope. I think a Snickers is one of the most perfect food items ever created. Yeah, but. I can't. I'm not talking about chocolate stuff. I don't consider that. That's a little uh, bit different. That's like I, I you also can't, like. You can't take chocolate out on a boat while you're sitting in the fucking sun. Okay, so I, I like Swedish fish. Yeah, Swedish and, fish are good. They're, yeah, they're great. I love them. Uh, I love the Haribo gummy bears. What the gummy Coke bottles or root gummy, beer bottles? Oh, 100 fucking percent. The gummy Coke bottles. Yeah, that was good. It's top three, easy. My one, my ultimate favorite, which you guys probably don't even know, is. Willy Wonka's dinosaur eggs. Now I need to even, Google this. Do you remember dude, you them? Are, uh, no. I'm fucking old, dude. I, re- I I know the Willy the Wonka candy like the nerds and the nerds rope. Yeah, they used to which have which is one of the weirdest eggs. fucking things ever. They were like gobstoppers almost, but they came in a little like just in a little cardboard box. Either one or two oh. of them in there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They I'm were egg shaped yeah. and they had like this weird sour taste to them. Oh, they and were there were two flavors better. or something on it. Like it was like half and half or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Let me look it up. Yeah. I'm just gonna Google image search this. Too yeah, wow. These are you can't find them anywhere anymore. Yeah, from the eighties. You know what? I, you know what else I like are old school fruit snacks. Interesting. I, I love I fucking, that I have three kids. I, I but the problem is I can eat like eight bags at a time. <laughs> the the fruit snacks, right? Yeah. Like I didn't know I, this was going to be such a compelling question. When I was when I was when I was growing up, the like there was like been. such a well, it's Halloween time too. Candy's going to be, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> no one gives fruit hype. snacks anymore. But there was a there was a fruit snack called So Delicious. Okay. Oh, For, yeah. Also, first off, amazing name. Yeah. Two. It was soda 
flavored fruit snacks. There was cherry cola, cola, orange soda, root beer, all sorts of different stuff. There was a lemon lime, and they were coated in like a granular. It looked like like granulated sugar, but it was a fizzy, like pop, like ground up pop rock stuff. So you got like a fizz, and the flavor. It was amazing. Yeah, and you could trade that for anything in the world yeah. in in grade school. That's one hundred percent true. It was, it was it was a higher currency than Doritos. Mm-hmm. I am partial to was it Fun Dip. The the one where you it was like this chalky stick that you licked and then dipped in what and it was chalky, just powdered chalky sugar. powder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never liked stick it. too or no. Yeah, this you is stick. Yeah, yeah. This is psycho stick. shit, but I think I liked the chalky stick better than the chalky powder. I I believe that. Oh yeah, I I walked right into that one. Oh I? my god, Dude, <laughs> I think the dinosaur eggs went out of they went extinct in <laughs> probably the <laughs> the <laughs> late eighties early nineties. But they're so cool. My, I like the box I, alone. So my grandfather, he, my grandfather was old school, and um, he used to deal with all this crazy stuff that used to fall off the backs of trucks. I mean, <laughs> like cases you of sneakers, all yeah. sorts of whack that shit. Well, he used to bring us these O. Henry bars. Oh yeah. Without exaggerating, they were three feet long, like six six inches in diameter, and weighed like twelve pounds. I've never. Uh, even what do you even do with that much? Candy. You, you would have to penis. cut. You would have to take like a big knife and cut like off just like a slice, like a bread, like a piece of bread. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. they were awesome though. So speaking of like grandfather's candies, I remember going to my grandparents' house, and the cupboard only the only two candies there was like seemed to be an infinite amount of like over the years I could count on going into this cupboard and finding a Goldberg's peanut chew, <laughs> or or a Baby Ruth. That is appropriately old people shit. Uh, I was stoked. I mean, the first Baby Ruth I had, I was like, this is fucking amazing. So I love Baby Ruths. Yeah, I like Goldberg's Peanut Chews, too, just because of the of the seemingly endless well of them that was in my grandparents' house. What do skeletons eat? Because that's what my grandparents would have. Oh, I get it, because they're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are mine. I mean, you know. No, mine were dead when I was born. Oh, there you Basically. go. Basically, well, all but one. I Which thought is... you had like a, a spooky Halloween quest, like joke for us. <laughs> yeah, I know it sounded like that. That's yeah. actually a great transition to our next question yeah. from Stablarf. Yeah, you all got to work on your <laughs> Jesus your Christ. Reddit usernames. I think my favorites are what's the one about nips? Yeah, PM me your nips. PM me your nips in all caps. <laughs> what's the first knife your dad slash grandpa slash mom slash I don't know family member gave you? Uh, none. No one gave me any knives. I had to <laughs> I had to illicitly buy them on Amazon for $13. Oh, my God. I told this story. I was talking to Adam Purvis yesterday. And I didn't expect to have to tell this story again, truthfully. But the first knife I ever got was, like, one of the keychain-sized uh, Swiss Army knives, right? I remember I was on a family vacation. We were visiting family in California, you know, because that's where all the Armenians are. Uh and we were at the Galleria Mall, and they had, like, a specialty shop. I can't remember what it is. But I begged my mom and dad. And to get my dad to, like, you know, agree to this was a big deal. He he got me. I was probably, like, 10, 11, maybe. Got this Swiss Army knife. I was stoked, okay? But I had never dealt with, like, a slip joint mechanism or, at all at that point in time. And, and pulling those things open with, like, kid hands is possible. Is nearly impossible so the next morning i was fiddling with it and i decided i know what i'll do i'll open it with my teeth (laughs) oh Uh, no so i opened the the blade with with my teeth and i got it almost halfway 
snapped right down on my fucking lip. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> thinking that I just sliced my fucking face off. <laughs> I think my mom's like, oh, you goddamn idiot. <laughs> she pulled it off my lip. And I think I, I barely made a mark. It shows how sharp those things are. I think I had like a small cut on my lip from it, but That's... that that was like my first experience with with knife safety. <laughs> I don't think I've never had a, a bad injury with a knife except for dropping it onto my leg. That was the worst thing. But that was a traumatizing experience, and why I don't really I have some Swiss Army knives, but I don't carry a lot. That's of them. funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was one of my first uh, knives. My first knife, actually. Yeah, I'm hmm. never going to live that one down, I guess. Anyone want to answer the question that didn't answer it already? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, my first knife that my grandfather actually gave me, I was a, I was, young, I was really young. I don't even know how old I was. But it, did you ever see the old knives that have the spoon and the fork sure. and all that shit? For, yeah, it had like a stag handle. It fell off a truck, obviously. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know where he got that one. But <laughs> yeah, that, that was the first knife he gave me because I begged for it. Do you still have it? No. Hmm. Nope. When I when my mother died, basically everything that was mine in the house, I mean, all of it disappeared. I don't have I don't have anything from my childhood, anything from I don't have shit. I have a couple pictures, you know, a box of pictures that I stole from my grandfather before he kicked it. Mm. Jeez. Just adding to the fact that we're That's all making, dead inside. Things are making a little more sense now. Yeah, we're all dead inside. <laughs> that was depressing. Yeah. It should be. I mean, I just... At least, at least you didn't close a knife on your fucking face. I got enough shit in my house anyway. What do I need that stuff for? I should, I'm not depressed about it. Right. <laughs> Jake, did someone give you a knife? Yeah, our, uh, our amazing mascot of a human being, old Russian friend, Victor, mm-hmm. was probably... I mean... At least to my memory, he was the first person to gift a knife and just kind of explained it like, yeah, like that's what dudes give dudes. You give dudes knives. It's kind of true. Wrong with you? Why didn't you know that? And that was honestly our whole group of friends started gifting each other knives on that day and have ever since. And that uh, might have been the genesis, honestly, of a lot of it. Lot uh, of yeah, it, there's there's no question that has something to do with the, you know. The, the hobby and, and where we are um be, it not not just because he, he gave me a knife it was a uh, uh classic k-bar you know usmc k-bar which i obviously still have and i cut the head off of a snapping turtle with it one time well, but the fact that it it, it made knife gift giving a, a regular thing um seasonally birthday whatever at I just started giving people knives exclusively, basically. So I still do that's that. Good I advice. think I only give people knives. Yeah, that's good advice. Give knives. Mm-hmm. There is legend. There's like some superstition around it too that you're never actually supposed to give a knife. You're always supposed to take some sort of payment, whether even if it's just a penny. So like lately, what I do is like, hey, do you have a penny? And I'll get the penny from the person and I'll hand them a knife. I was not familiar with the superstition. It's, it's a it's a thing. Oh, all right. I I have heard that too. Yeah, I have not. Because you're that. not. It's supposedly bad luck if you give somebody something sharp. For who? So the you, person that gets it, the, or the person giving it? For the person. For the person that gets it. Oh, well, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. 
okay. Uh, That's even, now I'm going to give away more knives to see what happens yeah. to people. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> give, the, give the guy asking about the Wiggles the knife for free. Mm. All right. Ugh, no, because then you'll get an again. email. Oh, I cut my fingers off. <laughs> All right, next question from 10042011. Okay, it's probably a bot. Um, let's see here, two questions. What knife would you give the best fidget factor to? I don't know. OTFs are fun to play with, but um, pass. Uh, lately, uh, I think Brian's knives are fidgety. They are. They work well. No, uh, well, Shiro's, one, Shiro's, man. <laughs> yeah. The one that you like, the, well, the one that I re- recall you talking about the most was uh, Serge's knife. I don't know what the hell it's called. Orbit, yeah. The Orbit. That is oh, a fun yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I actually sold mine. Yee. I know there's going to be the some... First thing that, that came to mind. You know, that goes orbit. back to, like, knives that I need to add to my collection. I need another fucking Orbit. But I want the carbon fiber scaled one, not the titanium scaled one. Or the copper scaled, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much any flipper with a strong D10 I find fun to play with. That's not really a surprise, though. Uh, yeah. Any Shiro is, is fun. Yes, things that flip well are fun to play with. Any Riot is fun. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. so this is a pattern here. Yeah. Uh, what, and then this question, which I, I don't think any of us are really going to have strong feelings about. What is your favorite fixed blade to carry every day? Um, none is my favorite to carry every day <laughs> I, I tried it at one point i found it even carrying an se azula was just yeah. so impractical it's just i don't know i just don't live a lifestyle where i need a, a fixed blade on top of a folder on top I of like, a slip i like impractical outdoor fixed blades like yes stuff that, yes i do not like practical fixed blades i do have a couple that i i like um and there's stuff that i have that are like uh, jd vandeventer gave me a little neck knife that he made uh, and it's just a really nice little thin uh, TBTE little uh, wood-handled uh, neck knife. And it's small enough that you can just throw it in your pocket with the sheath. And it's, you know, like a two-and-a-half-inch blade or something. Yeah, it's just never been for it's me. It's not something I go to. I, 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 I've, yeah, a folder's enough. But I do, like, impractical big fixed blades. That's everyone does. And, and like, uh, especially the stuff that Jake and I have from Jan Hafnick. Oh that's yeah, those awesome. are yeah. That's oh. like, but what's the point yeah. of a practical fix? I love fix blades. I just don't. For carry, it doesn't make much sense in my daily life. I don't think it does for most people these days, right. unless you're like a extra on Sons of Anarchy. There's so many people that like it though, but I feel like it's a completely different. It's like it creeps into like the the prepper or the yes or the the gun community style stuff where they need to have like a. A quick access, uh, what's your last-ditch tool, you know? Yeah, I, I haven't really found myself needing a last-ditch tool. No. Very frequently, so yeah, I, I just carry a you, folder. I hope that you never do, but... Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I just folding knives are pretty cool. Um, all right, next, unless, Jake, do you have any fixed blades that you can... I've never heard of you carrying a... There's f- ones that he throws directly into the concrete on his... On his <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, not my not my young half-neck, though. No. Uh, no, that would be bad. Now, I, I think neck knives are underrated. And really? Wow. What? Yeah, Un- I mean... Underrated? The, yeah, or underused or something. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, all, it's very let's just, convenient. Let's just be honest. All of our knives are underused. Yeah. <laughs> so just, uh, you know, let's just move on. Yeah, uh, move on. CM4628 says, what are your favorite unique slash innovative mechanisms and design features other than Brian's D10 hub? Um, the kickstop Hawk, is cool. The Hawk Lock. Yeah, the Hawk Lock. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, lots of stuff. Uh, the deadlock. Anything the, the Hawks produce. Yeah, their I'm, stuff I'm tends really to be pretty into. useful. Innovations. Yes. Um, definitely. I mean, we talk. I said obviously Brian's detent. They said anything but that or something. Yeah. Be, okay. Well, then say the Holtz detent. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's completely different. I, I like the kickstop. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but I don't know. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big innovation guy. I like the basics. Oh, I have. A, I have one. Okay. And it's horrifically underused. The what is this what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Like the clothesline pin style uh pocket clip that was on oh, the like a hinge tie like, lock? A like a spring Oh, yeah, where you can push the back and it and Yeah, it was the, it was the grip clip from from uh Hawk. Hawk. So like I said anything that, that the Hawks they do. make is Yeah, the yeah. grip clip was cool. And Have you guys seen the price on tie locks recently? People no. are, they're like no. 800 bucks because really? they're, because they've been discontinued for a few years. Your man, Nick Chabez, uh, really got people interested in those again. Because oh, he, he was a big, he was a big, he was a big tie lock fan, if I recall. But right, they did the same thing to the Spidey chef. Yes. That man, uh, is Spider-Co cutting him a check for the, the resurgence of I know, Spidey I, chef sales? No, but I do know that. I mean, he's, honestly, he's. Oh, he gets enough Patreon money where he doesn't have to take things for free, so... True. But, yeah. Those two knives I associate with him. Lock bar inserts. I guess those were cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bearings? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really a, a big innovative lock guy. Yeah. I mean, all those things that we mentioned. I think... Okay, something that I think might be used more in the future are the non-steel options for blades. Yeah. People don't like rust, I guess. I think that's something that has some uh, some merit. All right, next one from Cordy Maine. That's a good name. Uh, let me summarize this one because it's kind of long. Um, is, it, is it really a good name, though, or is it just because it's a nerdy one? Yeah, I mean, I guess because it's kind of like a Gucci Mane reference and it's also nerdy, so I appreciate it. But uh, what trends have you guys noticed recently in the knife community? Um, what things do you see starting to reach that trend level, if any, and what were your favorite or mis- most disliked trends? Uh, the worst trend was back when everyone was pimping every single knife. With rock patterns. Rock patterns. That that whole abomination era where everyone took every $100 knife and spent you know too what much sucks? money to it's, get new it's scales. It's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> Is it? It's coming back. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, at least... A lot of... At least now, it's not people hand-making scales. It's like people with CNCs, you know, making well-fitting think, scales. Well, I think it's actually worse because they're... They're using this, a CNC to sort of imitate an ugly handmade appearance. It's just, what, where is this happening? People are going back to the well, rock pattern. Okay, I'm blissfully first unaware. Off, first off, go look at what uh, Wee Knives just showed. Oh, yeah. No, they, they just dropped a bunch of garbage. Yeah. Now, that one is particularly bad. Oh, yeah. The, he- the Hecate. Is, is that how that's pronounced? I assume it's pronounced like the, the Greek... Which, the Greek goddess Hecate, right? Is that how that's pronounced? I don't uh, know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I will like... go with it. But it's hideous. Yeah. Like a witch. Yes, that well, one those... is really bad. That one is exceptionally terrible. What were they thinking with that one? Fuck, that thing looks like a knife they they would have come out with like in 2016. It's bad. Uh, but there are a couple other. I'm gonna not mention them because there's some. You know, you'll see a lot more rock pattern. Is what I'm saying. Oh no! Good trends good. are um, bolster locks on production Agreed. knives. I would agree with that. Use of micarta. 
Yeah, Mike Cutter coming back is cool. Um, Damasteel, I guess, is cool that it's on like everything now, so you can get Damasteel knives that are a little bit more accessible. It's less cool hard use knives. Yes, not not as much of an obsession with hard use as a very I was cool doing trend. Air, I was doing air quotes there. I think the front flipper thing is still is still kicking for some reason, but I think it needs Ugh. to go away. I think it kind of needs to go away. Wow, that goes that goes well because someone asked if Brian was going to make a front flipper, and I think that just answered it. He ain't. He he is. I know. Yeah, he, I, he has a front flipper. In his, in his, <laughs> yeah, he just hates them. But no, it's just I don't know. I don't really see. Do you feel? It does. It doesn't have the. To me, it doesn't have the fidget factor in it. It doesn't have the ergonomics in it. It does. There's nothing really good about it. The only thing that's good about it is Lines. it's more. It's more yeah. streamlined, so it goes in and out of the pocket. You don't have that pocket pecker. Gareth Bull is doing a production version of the Shamwari, which oh, is. Oh, uh, can we talk about that a minute? Because people are up in arms, and I mean up in arms because. You should see the questions people have about insuring their shamwaris because the, the secondary value was so high. And now he announced the we made version of the exact same knife. And, and people are like, why would, he, why would he why would he tank his secondary market? Because he doesn't give this, a shit about secondary this market. secondary market doesn't matter to him. Does he give a shit about his primary market? Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. Um, he, 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 he cares about his his wallet. I'm definitely going to get one of the the production ones. I was never going to get a, cu- a custom one, but I like the design because it's just a Sabenza 21 right. with a front flipper. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was funny to see people freaking out about that. I did see that uh, a little bit in the comments. That's the dregs of the knife community, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's This isn't fucking, like, gold. You shouldn't be speculating on knife. Right? If this is where you have money anything f- to try and make a profit bad. on it. Stupid. Yes. You're dumb, and you should be punished. Well, as we've seen, doing. a lot of people have a pretty bad financial judgment when it comes to the mm-hmm. knife community, so I'm not really surprised there are people actually speculating on this stuff. It's fucking stupid. Mm. So. Right. Well, I and guess... It's regardless the... about the knife, you know? The knife's fine. Yeah. It's just not for me. I- I'll get the production one. I wasn't going to pay $1,000 for a custom. No. I- no, they're not $1,000. They were at, like, 25 for, like, Oh, holy one. shit. Okay, I'm glad I was out of the loop there. That's fucking nuts. Absolutely ridiculous. Very, very stupid. Yes. Uh, all right. This question is not that about knives. That should be the title. That has to be the title of yeah, this. Absolutely, episode. absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous colon. Very, 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 very stupid. stupid. Very, very stupid. <laughs> well, you guys yeah. did my job for me. Yeah. Uh, Mars Jedi fifteen. It says, "What are recommendations for budding metalhead? Uh, just listen to metalcore like we all did." And no, away no, 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 no. We all Abs- started at Metalcore. No, we didn't. Who? No, no. You like, did. How you did you start? Neither of Levon and I did. No, never. You just did. jumped into like black metal? It doesn't work that way. No. It does because we're older than you, you dimwit. There was old no. Metalcore. Shaft's no. Fall has been around since like 98. <laughs> no, but that's not what we started with, dude. It was for me, it was the new wave of Swedish, melodic Swedish death metal. Yeah, but that's already like already too metally. For people. But that's what I listened to. That you just went straight to that from like heavy metal. Exactly, I went from that to In Flames and Dark Tranquility. Interesting. I thought that was too much of a jump because people like you know get very get very uncomfortable when the vocals come in. No, metalcore was never a thing, and I still hate it. I I although I think it's although I will say this now, I don't think it is. I think it's dumb. I this 
good metalcore bands, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Converge okay. technically gets labeled as metalcore sometimes. All right. Yeah, but, but they don't have clean vocals, so I don't really I don't know. think that that's less, more accessible than In Flames, like early In Flames albums. <sighs> maybe mid-career In Flames? Before they got terrible? Uh, that's we pretty accessible. We don't really talk about it. But like reroute to remain era? Yeah, okay. All right, fine. But yeah, that's more accessible than metalcore. And I think that that was around before yeah, metalcore really hit a stride. You know, there would be no August fucking Burns Red if there wasn't wow. for that stuff. Oh, my God. You know, it's bad enough that I have to come come back to Brian, we already know you don't like about, about it. We already know you don't like it. You can just go smoke something for a minute. All right, good okay? idea. Be back. Yeah, I'll be all back. Right, there you go. Uh, so yes I went right from like even from an early age I went right to like uh, the melodic death metal stuff um, started getting into the heavier stuff I mean it's just the way it is yeah metalcore metalcore was never part of it I guess what I uh, yeah alright fine I don't know if I started with metal yeah I did so what am I saying Trey was the first band yeah wow yeah you see that's you're you're younger that's yes at that, at our age, at that point in time, there was a large gap in what we were listening to. Yeah, I heard. I went. I went from. Great. I went from like Metallica to Iced Earth to In Flames. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I that, went from like yeah that to to like Nightwish and some symphonic metal bands to Doom Borgir to other there actual you go. black metal. So yeah. I so if you guys are on Apple Music, um, I I'm actually if maybe Dave, you can start a Spotify version of of the playlist sure uh there is a knife nuts playlist uh it's like an official playlist for our knife nuts podcast and jake and i will be adding stuff to that uh as we see fit um it's about 40 songs now but i'm constantly adding things to it um it's a lot of metal which which funny enough is all the remaining questions which are two basically are about metal (laughs) okay go ahead go with the next one then all right uh Apparently, from Money Bullets, sounds like another randomly generated name. Just started listening to the podcast last week, but I'm hooked. You guys had me at Two Megatherian. <coughs> what is your favorite Celtic Frost record? And Brian, would you ever make a front flipper? A <laughs> real left turn there. Uh, My favorite see. is Progeny because I didn't grow up listening to like that kind of black metal. So uh, old Celtic Frost just sounds like old bad black metal to me, and that's extremely mm. blasphemous. Like I don't enjoy Two Megatherian. That's a great album. I hate to say uh, it, but like '80s black metal doesn't do it for me. Yeah, well, that uh, the, you mean proto black metal? Yeah, like the earliest I'll go is is DMDS for Mayhem. I mean, how about Into the Pandemonium? Don't listen to that either. I, I I mean I could give it a shot, but I mean Morbid Tales is also good. Like all of those the Cold Lake. School... Okay, uh, but I do think um, not Progeny, Cold Lake. Monotheist is. A great Celtic oh yeah yeah monotheist not project uh, I mean monotheist is the album yeah that I think that's what you meant but yeah they're last that's one. definitely up there uh, it's an it's an excellent swan song and then you can get into the Triptychon stuff if you yes, want which is which, which I is like also good yeah oh yeah uh, let's see uh, well, I'm what, somewhere what, in between you two but with the addition of having been abused as a child and by that I mean had no one to show me what real metal was. So I listened to new metal when I was in high school. Nice. I mean, I I mean okay, a that's, a, that's, a, that's a more uh, genuine thing for us, Dave. Yeah. That, your metalcore would probably be our new uh, metal. I mean, I liked Korn and shit and uh, some of the other new metal bands. I didn't, no, I didn't say I liked them. Oh, I, like de- I still <laughs> like Deftones. I fucking hate the Deftones. Wait, really? I hate them. 
I White Pony is like one of my favorite albums ever. It's literally everyone I talk to's favorite album, and I it's trash. <laughs> That's so funny because originally I wanted to name this podcast Knife Party because that is one of the songs on White Pony. You, well, you're banned from that. You're not allowed <laughs> to do that. It's <laughs> not happening. Digital Bath was my track from that. You can album. take your 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 Deftones and shove it. I was in Montreal and oh, I saw wow. a stripper is... dance to Change in the House of Maggots Thank off you. of Thank... White Pony, and it was fantastic. Thank you, Jake, for for that. that yeah, that was appreciate it. For 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 someone who's hating it, that that was a pretty uh, obscure and I know I you got to know reference. your enemy. You got to know your enemy. <laughs> That's Rage Against the Machine, who I also still like. I love Rage. Is very strange. Rage is a ch- challenging group, you know. I got uh, Battle for Los Angeles in third grade, and it was awesome. I was holy in, shit! I, you were I was in high school. Mo- I was you are high younger school. than we. Are. I didn't understand a <laughs> single thing they were talking about, but I was like, yes, I enjoy this. <laughs> Uh, System of a Down is the only thing that oh, well. came, came out of the new metal scene. You got to rep for them. I don't have to do anything, and that's a fucking fantastic band. They, they are. really are. Yeah. yeah. Too bad they're never coming back. They're touring in 2020, you dickhead. Yeah, but are they going to make music? Probably not. Yeah. No. They don't need to. I would like a follow-up to metal. Well, I mean, unless it ends up like Tool, which... Fear Inoculum was not bad, but it just wasn't 13 years of waiting good. Don't tell Elijah Isham that. Every, was... every morning I wake up to another Tool meme. I mean, I, I liked it, but I, it would be the same thing if uh, System of a Down came out with a new album. It would be too much anticipation. Fair. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that. But that, uh, that was the last question. Uh, we can just ignore this Charlie the Lefty one about yeah. why do we like that? Char- every every other day, Charlie the Lefty just uh, makes himself into somebody that I just don't want to know. There we go. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Thanks for the really terrible question. I'll downvote it. Downvote it. I downvoted it too. Bam. Downvoted. Yeah. All right. That is that is the whole AMA. Wow. I, I had to close it off at some point because. I know how our episodes go, and we'd be sitting here for five hours if I left it open. Yes. Well, let's all right. just all give Jake a round of applause for being very concise today. Good job, Jake. Right. You did it, buddy. Thank you. That, I, I mean, is, is Brian still it, it wasn't as easy as it sounded, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, do we need to do a giveaway? It's a new month, right? We didn't record in October? No, we did. Did we? Yeah, I think we did. Did we do two episodes a month? We did. Oh, my God. We did it. <laughs> That was the goal. That was. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to double check us because I don't trust me. I don't trust we, us. We did because we gave away the... Uh... Oh, yeah. October 7th. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Okay, we don't. So look out for a giveaway next month. That's right. Well, we can give away that... Uh, <laughs> the Kaiser whatever it is. The pinch. The pinch. The fucking pinch. We'll just, we'll just pick somebody... That we don't like and send it to them. We'll send it to Charlie the Lefty. Let's, yeah, let's send it to it's Charlie lefty, Lefty. It's Lefty friendly. Yeah, it's Lefty friendly. That, what, that, what, that, that's perfect for him. Once his campaign to get the uh, the left-handed Ugh. micro Evo fails, yes. we'll send him this as a consolation. Def- definitely going to fail. Well, this, I did repost it. This time I gave him a little more time. Where last time, it literally, I gave him two days or something. Hmm. So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, so there is something special that I, we've been sort of working on for the past couple of months. Um, and if you want to stick around after the show and listen to it, 
uh, if you like, if, if you're not Charlie the Lefty and you listen to the show, you're probably going to really like it. So I'm going to leave it on that. I'm also going to take some time to say thank you to all the companies that, that uh, sponsor us. Uh, you know, uh, we have St. Nick's Knives, Kaiser, uh, PVK. Uh, who else? Blade who Runner else Systems. Blade Runner Systems. Yes. Thank you to everybody. Yes. And thank you to everyone on our Patreon. Yes. You guys are, you know, keeping this thing up and running. The costs uh, of running the show kind of go are going up based around the amount of uh, stuff that we're trying to do and provide. So you guys are making it possible to, to do this stuff. Thank you. I do have a couple more coins left on the site. Uh, like I might have a couple of the polished uh, uh, copper. I have a couple of the silver and I have a couple of the bronze. Everything else is gone. And I'm talking, I have like one or two of each. So if you want one, get in on that. I'll include some goodies along with that as well. Uh, but listen, I want you guys to hear this new thing. Um, tell us what you think. 